Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. All right, there it is Wednesday, the 4th day of October, 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning, my name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There is Nelson. Hello. Sure. What's wrong with you? Nothing, I just, some. sometimes at the beginning of the show, I forget. You know, like most of the time, it's like him checking in. He's just letting everybody know what all the players' names are. You know oh, what I mean? Throughout spoiler the alert. Of- <laughs> I'm breaking the fourth wall here. The rest of the show? So you're telling people what tomorrow's going to bring now. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Jesus. So I was like, oh, am I supposed to talk? I'm supposed to say something here. Another one of those guys that likes to hijack the segment right out of the get-go. <laughs> Uh, here's your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can use that to get on the text machine in the next four hours if you choose. The Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. You can stream us and get our podcast, not only the radio portion, but we do an extra one called the BS Uncensored. One will be released today, episode seven, I believe. On social media, give us a like, share, follow, listen to the BS, and on YouTube at The Bailey uh, Show. So closer to 8 o'clock, we'll get you those extreme tickets. They'll be in town with Living Color at the Hard Rock. So uh, yesterday, people were very excited to win those tickets. So I'm assuming you would be... Uh, the same when we get five-time, five-time, five-time world Jeopardy heavyweight champion of the world, uh, Jeopardy Jeff on and do a round of uh, You Don't Know Jeff. So last night, a new journey began. Uh, and I, I was so excited to, to to get to work this morning because I, as, I, I even though I'm bringing it up at the beginning of the show, there's a good chance I'm going to be talking about this throughout the entire show. You will. Uh, it, yeah. It's just very, very exciting as, you know, because here's a question that I've always asked myself. I've been doing this radio job my whole life almost 30 years i've done nothing different and there's been times that i've been fired mm-hmm. and gone i'm done radio i gotta find something else and people outside of this industry don't realize all the different things that we do they just think you're a radio dj which i despise that term mm-hmm. and we're not we do more things especially me i'm like probably one of the smartest guys in this business so uh you can't it's very difficult to find another job mm-hmm. but now that opportunity has presented itself to me. So when I get fired from this job, I literally, I mean, even the drive shorter. Oh, is it? Oh, my God. It's like five <laughs> minutes. The FBI headquarters of Sacramento right across the street from my house. Oh. And last night was the first day of training for buck wagon cover. I saw your outfit, and it looked nice. I heard you had a, a difficult time getting to it, though. Oh, boy. Okay, so it's like the first day of school. Right? Uh-huh. You know, you go and you, you want to impress. And I and I firmly believe, is that my theme music? Wow, that was, is it done? No. You, just didn't, you weren't feeling it, and I thought you looked at me like, I, I thought I read a signal there. This is going to be one of those shows, Nikki, he's just not going to be unsure about anything. <laughs> he's not going to be I, sure I, about I think the uh, powers that be have him rattled over this Aftershock <laughs> stuff. Don't get me started on Aftershock. So. Come on the toilet. Somebody give me some toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Get a snap into a slim gym. Brother. 
the Nacho Man <laughs> Nelson Flyer. That's really good. Uh, so anyway, back to my FBI story. More important. So you want you know I'm I'm a firm believer in dress. You can pull it down a little bit. Was Dr- there a dress code? Yeah, it says business attire. We work in radio. I don't know what that means. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's business casual. Khaki okay. cargo pants. That's what it said. Business casual. Yes. Business casual. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, I was like, okay, business casual. I got it. So I'm dressing myself. I'm not even bother asking my wife uh, for for her input. Uh huh. Right. Pull it down. Oh, you want it all Jesus the way off? Christ. Okay, so so I, I go up there and I put some like khakis on, uh-huh. and then I put on a a like nowadays business casual is is like workout attire. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, I worked mm. in an office. That's not what visual business casual is. If you walked into my workplace that I used to work at for a long time with workout gear on, they would send you home. That is not business casual. I, I disagree. Well, you can disagree, but you've never worked in an office, and I have. Well, that's what this is, isn't it? No, we don't have a dress code. Yeah, but this is this this is an office. I walk. Sales, I come to a building. Do you see how sales dress? Yeah. Okay, that's a dress code. They have a dress code. We don't. Oh, okay. Well, that's not. I think I looked better wearing my. It was like kind of, you know, it's it's those you know like stretch khakis. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, like they're you know that's got good stretch in them. You know, yeah. like in case <laughs> I need to run. That 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 was kind of. It, it's not like the. The, the tight car khaki. Right, right. It's not like uh, the Hagar no wrinkles or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it, and they're nice. I mean, they're they're nice pants. So I put those on. I had these sneakers on. Right. Okay. Okay. Because they're like nice sneakers. Sneakers don't normally go with business casual at all. What? I, I what thought kind of that footwear goes with business no, 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 casual. No. You have to put on not dressy dress shoes, but casual shoes. Like his black boots that are tore up. Those are dress casual shoes, not tennis shoes. See, I, I'm again, I'm going to respectfully disagree because these were very casually put on. Yeah, you casually and I put met them business. on your feet, but they're not a part and of. And I dress met code. business, <laughs> so I justified all this. So anyway, and, I, I, and then I put on uh, a, a shirt, a long sleeve shirt. You know mm-hmm. that black one with the hoodie that I wear all the time. Yes, the hood, mm-hmm. the little hood, but it's athletic. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. nice. It's yeah. not. It's not a throwaway shirt. It's not. Doesn't have an. Doesn't say Nike or Under Armour on it. It's nice, and I'm not. It's, I'm not going to go brand specific, but it, it's a nice, nice shirt. Uh huh. And I put that on, and I look good in it. You probably and, did. And so I start walking out of the house. My wife goes, "What are you doing?" So I'm going to the FBI thing. I'm very excited about this, <laughs> you know. And then I made the mistake of how do I look? She goes, "Well, what's the dress?" I said, "It's business casual." She goes, "That's not business casual." Not at all. I said, "Well, I'm. I mean business, and this is." That casual. <laughs> That's not what that means. And she goes, no, 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 no. So then we had to go back in the closet and I had to do a fashion show, which I absolutely despise. I hate doing that stuff because I'm not a fashion guy. So I was like, well, can I wear jeans? She goes, no, you can't wear jeans. Cannot. And so I'm like, all right, what can I wear? She goes, well, keep the pants. I said, well, can I keep the sneakers? She goes, you can keep the sneakers, but you have to dress it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going with like a V-neck T-shirt and a sports coat. Yes. And I'm like, so... This nice shirt, even though it's got a hood in the back, is not acceptable, but a white V-neck T-shirt is? Yeah, when you put a sports coat on over it, it's acceptable. You can't wear anything with a hood on it and call it business casual at all. So it's I, not going to work. I was like, that's fine. And she goes, why, why do you want to wear a jacket? I mean, that might be a little bit overkill, but you look nice. I said, well, you know, I get chilly. You know, the older I get, the thinner my blood gets. You right. know, so I... I I wanted to make sure I was not chilly. I, I, I'm assuming this room was going to be chilly. Well, this mm-hmm. room was not chilly. <laughs> this room was very, very hot. 
And then I was stuck in between. I was like in in fashion purgatory where I couldn't take the jacket off because then I'd have a T-shirt on. Exactly. You know, so I'm going to sweat my balls off (laughs) in my FBI training on the first day trying to make a good impression. How was everyone else dressed? Less dressed than I was. They were. I mean, there were a few people. And I got to tell you, like, the there, there's all these, it's a citizen's academy, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm special because I am. And, and so the, there there was real businessy people there. Right. So they they dressed the they part. They were dressed business casual. Or were they dressed business casual or were they dressed business business? It was still, it was business casual, like, but it was that guy that was able to match blues. You know, you know, you know, it's very difficult to match <laughs> yes. a blue, right? But it's the the guy that even if it's a little off, it still matches. And he's got the checkered shirt he that you would. Off. I would have never thought that would match the blue pants mm-hmm. and the blue shoes with mm-hmm. the blue socks. Mm-hmm. But he does it because, you know, they're not all the same brand either. Right. Like, it's I'm like that. I can't do that. That's the guy. That's it. You know, so there was a bunch of, you know, there's people that uh, that were involved. They're all people involved in the community. They're business owners. They were. <laughs> Um, they were leaders and, and all these people that are going through it. So I was really kind of low man on the totem pole. And and we get there, and, and it was about 40 of us. Oh, wow, that's a big class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they separated us by table. So there was four of us in a group. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and here's, the, oh, here's the other thing. W- what is one thing I despise, Nikki D? One thing that I never do, and I absolutely despise when other people do it. Small talk? Well, that being late. Okay, being late, yes. Guess what? <laughs> People were late. I was late. <gasps> oh my oh, god! Oh, now I find that so hard to believe because you had to change your clothes. Well, I had some difficulties leaving the house. There's a couple of things, but uh, I I thought I was supposed to be there at six. Uh huh. And I guess I just didn't I, read it right. I, I guess supposed what to be there. Supposed to be there five thirty because they gave dinner. Oh, and that was a time to like mingle with with your people. So, um, what time did you get there? Five forty-five. Yeah, I was like right right before six. Oh, okay. So Gina, our friend Gina, she was like texting me. She's like, Where are you at, wagon cover? <laughs> Loose cannon. <laughs> Loose cannon. Like he's already Can't even po- be on time. He's already po- I know, like my first day I wanted to make a good impression. I wanted I was trying to be there first. Right. Dang. Thinking that everybody else was gonna be late. But I was I was the I was the last person there. Like she had to come out and get me and like all oh, high maintenance Bailey, oh, you know, wagon cover. Oh man. Jesus. So I go in there and uh, I didn't eat because I didn't want to just walk in, you know, everybody. So I just sat down. I got a water and I sat down and I introduced myself to everybody. So after, you know, we start, we immediately start. They're waiting for me. Dang, you were holding up the class. I know. It's so embarrassing. I'm like such a horrible person. And I I look funky. I'm late. You know, this is not starting off right. Everything is going bad for wagon cover right now. And we, and we go in there, and uh, and they've got like all the FBI, you know, like the the top dogs, the top brass are there, and they and for the next three hours they're going to explain what they do and how they do it and all this good stuff. And I got to tell you, the whole you know just to kind of encapsulate the whole three hours, it it was fascinating, and and they were so well spoken, and I was blown away, and I learned so much about the FBI and how they work and why they work and what they do in just the first class. Right. It was a life-changing experience. So it, now you know exactly what you're going to do, like, within your age range if you leave here. That, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we got to stop. 
I got more to the story. Okay. Because, I, I mean, that's the point you were kind of getting to. Like, you know now what you want to do. So I thought it was a specific job from talking with them yesterday that you figured out. Yeah, I, I could go on about this. Okay. Like, I Let's really, go on about it. Well, I can't because you're playing the damn well, music. Well, we'll come back go on no, about but it. But I want to talk about the kickball. <laughs> All right, I can come back in there. Just come back, finish it up, and then go talk about the kickball. Well, I'm not going to have time for that because they don't allow me to talk that much. Oh. Okay. Well, we sorry. Wagon cover. Don't go rogue, okay, <laughs> in two places, all right? You've already gone rogue at the office last night. Let's keep this office on track. We got to You never know what's going to happen with the wagon I know, cover. I can't. The wagon cover can go crazy at any moment. Have you wagon cover? Is it real or is it fake? That's what you got to think right now. Like, am I doing this to it's all the work to get the Ruskies over or what? You know, you never know. I could be. This could be a whole ploy. I could have been. I could have been set up from the beginning. Oh right? <laughs> Deep cover. Deep cover. Get a job in Sacramento on the radio. Pretend to be a radio guy. Do goofy things. Ha ha. Zing zing. Wang wang. You really work for the FBI. But I really work for the FBI gotcha. the entire time. This wow. is all propaganda. The fifteen years I've known you. Right. Wagon cover. <laughs> He's had us all food. Remember that one time I went by Buckethead? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was another deep cover. That was the beginning. Buckethead. Was... Oh, now I see it tied together. Buckethead. Buck wagon cover. Mm-hmm. Buck, will you see it? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, you knew you'd come. <laughs> Lots of bucks. Bucks the system. Bucks the system. I need some bucks. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> All right, 916-909-0985. You want to start us out? Give us a minute. Here you go. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's the lovely Nikki D and the lovely baby man, Mr. Harry Chess Nelson. <laughs> he has his chest out? Yeah. Oh, am I chest out tonight? It's the, hey. yeah, I am. the man love is cascading over the breasts. Uh-huh. He's got that drop-down shirt, you know, like they used to wear uh, back in the old days, like pajama oh, shirt. Oh, I know that shirt. I think it's just because my belly has sucked the shirt down. I think <laughs> I might just be like leaning forward and then my my gut has pulled the, the bottom of the shirt down. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, last night when I was uh, at my first uh, FBI secret undercover training class. <laughs> at, Citizens, at, Academy. At, at, yeah, Citizens Academy. <laughs> cops, Citizens on Patrol. Right. And uh, Buck Wagon Cover showed up late and did not make a very good first impression, uh, which is all on me. Dressing. Oh, here's the other thing about the dress, as I was saying before, is, is business casual. Uh-huh. I don't know what business casual is. I'm not a, I know, shocker. I'm not a fashionista. And uh, so, you know, my wife and my daughter had to dress me. Right. You know, that that's that's what happens before I leave the house. Any questions, you know, my wife's fine. But if mm-hmm. I really, really need to get the green light, it comes from my daughter. Okay. You know, so my daughter will tell me, no, yes, no, yes. And so I, I got the green light and I left and, you know, I was late and I get in there and I sit down and I meet my little group and there was about 40 of us as far as, you know. Total. The the, the participants. Uh-huh. And then you have the, the FBI folks there. And it was like all the top brass. I mean, these people are so well-spoken and so interesting. I, that's what I was blown away by as far as the the people that work there that talk to us mm-hmm. and explaining what the FBI does. You know, the FBI, a bipartisan group that has one purpose, and that is to serve the people of the United States of America and the Constitution, and which is the one thing that we all share. Right. You know, I mean, people forget that because they want to, you know, uh, 
know, buck the system, so to speak. They want to be woke. Yeah, they want to be woke. And, and, you know, it's like, (laughs) we don't have this in common and they trash the country and this and this and that. Well, like it or not, if you live here, that constitution is yours just as much as it is mine. So we do share that. We all have at least that in common. Mm -hmm. You know, I could sit there and rattle off. We all breathe the same air and all that kind of stuff. But it, it was very interesting to hear this. So, you know, at the beginning, they had us all get up and say who we are, Mm -hmm. what we do, and an interesting fact about ourselves. You know what? Because I don't get out much, and I don't do a lot of- No. (laughs) You don't get out much and tell interesting things about yourself. Well, you know, I get out, but I'm always, you know, I'm with my family. Right. I I do, I, I like to be in my own bubble. Because I feel sometimes comfortable. Sometimes you get out with the fellas. You've done that a few times since you've been here. Met, met a new group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, in front of professionals. Yes. Okay. I Pro- get that. Professionals. And so I, I just, I guess I haven't realized after, you know, one would think in this business that, you know, because we're in radio and we talk and it's it sounds like it's easy and, you know, we're we're outside of of, of, of work, we're the same way. And over the years, I've gotten, I've become, you know, the older I get, I become more jaded and more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to not be like that. Like back in the day, and, you know, and I blame radio for this because, you know, back in the day, day when radio was way different and we did a lot more fun stuff, you know, you would go out and you had like three appearances a week and, yep. you, you know, you're Mike Monkey in and, and you're in front of a crowd. And, and, and that was the good old days. That was fun. And I loved that stuff. And I did it all the time. I mean, set me up at a Walgreens, set me up in front of 200,000 people. I didn't care just as long as I had a microphone in, in my hand and, and at least one person in front of me to talk to. Right. And, you know, radio's gotten away from that. Uh, you know, no more car gigs and all that stuff. It's just the, the times have changed. I don't be, I'm not beating up on my industry. I'm just saying times have changed. So because of that, you know, I don't do these things that often. And I consider myself a fairly good speaker you know so did you feel shy when they asked you that i did yeah oh. I, so like all these people oh. got up and and they it, it was like they were on stage they were so good you know hi my name is bill uh such rodriguez and uh you know, i'm, I'm interested I'm there. wow this guy's good you know and i'm critiquing everybody <laughs> I'm like god this guy's good instead of thinking about what he should be saying when it's his turn right that, but it, he's so witty though so he probably just did it off the dome so well here's the thing is when there's 40 people and you're like 36 deep, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of time to start thinking. <laughs> and don't tell me that no one else in that room wasn't doing the same thing. Like, all right, how do I top that? Yeah. And, and then there started to be this theme with the guys, you know, like the one interesting thing. It, it's, it's not the easiest thing to throw out one interesting thing, right? So the guys started going, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a Raiders fan. I'm a, you know, well, I'm sorry, but I'm a Chiefs fan. You know, like it started to be a, a, a guy's uh-huh. thing, a football uh, thing. Okay. I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta stop this. That's not interesting. You know, yeah, it's, it's not interesting. You know, so I stood up, and uh, there was this other guy there who's also a radio personality. I don't know what station he's on. His name's Verbal. Really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And he was way interesting, like all full of charisma. Mm-hmm. So I stood up. I said, you know, hi. How's everybody doing? My name's Jason Bailey. I host the morning show, 98 Rock, the BS, Bailey Show. Um. Interesting fact about me is after listening to that dude right there, I'm going to listen to his radio show. <laughs> I, I just try to get a laugh. You know, I said, uh, I just moved here with my family, my wife, my daughter, my five dogs. 
from Atlanta. Found uh, realized that after about six months in California, uh, didn't realize how much of a redneck I really am. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with five dogs, uh, California doesn't give you a, a, a much of a backyard. So I've got five dogs. You know, <laughs> glad to be here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm out of time. You know, so I sit down. But it was everybody in the room was so well spoken, and these are leaders in our community. These are people that, for those of you that are listening. Uh, that you might see or might know or might uh, hear of. You know, they're, they're, they own big businesses. They're in marketing. Uh, they do a lot of charity work. They sit on boards and all that good stuff. So, you know, the first night was just understanding what why we were there and what we were doing. But this thing goes on for like three months. And it's three hours every time? Yeah, it's like every Tuesday night. Oh, okay. Well, it's only once a week, so that's not bad. I was wondering if you had to go multiple nights. No, 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 no. So it's it's you know if you miss like two nights, you can't graduate, you know. But I'm graduating top honors, of course. Of course you are. Yeah. So uh, I and I got to show out. So the next way I can show out is you know they they provide dinner the first night, but every other night we've got to provide dinner. Really? Yeah. So as a as a team, so okay. We had to sign up, and I didn't sign up. And I told the lady, I said, she goes, because I'll hunt you down if you don't sign up. I told her, I said. Can I sign up next week? Because I really want to think about what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh my God. And she she kind of gives me this like she cocks her head and she goes, Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I'm like, I'm gonna Buck Wagon Cover is coming to the FBI meeting. I'm gonna smoke a brisket. I was oh, gonna ask. Okay. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta some, drop some Chesapeake wings on them. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a brisket mm-hmm. and I'm gonna show out. I'm gonna get a big brisket, I'm gonna put it on the big green egg. And I'm going to cook it, you know, obviously in uh, advance. Your best seasonings. got to have the best, best seasonings. seasonings. Yeah. And I'm going to come in there, and, I, and, and, and I'm going to make up for being late. And, oh, here's the other thing. My business casual. Mm-hmm. You don't think, I don't think of these things. So I'm wearing Under Armour socks. Okay, and they got the little Under Armour logo on them. Yeah. It didn't quite match what I was wearing. So, you know, I can't sit still. So I'm crossing my legs. You know, and I'm stretching. You know, that's how I stretch in my hips. Your socks are showing. My damn Under Armour thing was showing, and it bothered me. It should bother you because those are not business casual socks. You have to have the cute little dress socks with something on them. I know. I know. But you got to have. I know. Don't worry. Tuesday, you'll step your game up. You'll have a better looking outfit. I know. You'll be ready to go. I know. Don't fall into this trap. This is all a work. Buckwagon Cover knows all this. He wants you to think he's just some dope, doesn't know what business casual is. No, he doesn't. He's not been in no. an office. See, and Buck that's. Buckwagon Cover's been out in the field. And that's where he's got you fooled. Okay, if you say so. Buckwagon Cover is flawless, and everything is a work. I saw the picture, and I talked to his wife. That's so, what he wants you to think. You know. And if you really work there, you wear a suit. And I'm going, how do you guys chase the bad guys in a suit? I would feel so uncomfortable. I'd let them go. It'd be a shoot first, ask <laughs> no. questions later situation. No. For sure. You watched all the CSIs. You see them out there dressed all nice chasing the bad guys. That, that, exactly. That's how what, it goes. And, and you know what, Nikki? That's what I told my wife. I want to be, what's his name? Sh- Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. I want to be Shamar Moore in Criminal Minds. And he wears a V-neck T-shirt. Now, I'm not ripped like he is, and I'm not as handsome as he is. Not as black as he is. I was going to say, you're going to be like a little <laughs> off in that department, too. We here at the FBI do not hear color. Hear color. Excellent. <laughs> okay. But that's the look I'm going for. Okay. That's not business casual, though. I, but that, I know. You got to dress it up. He's the muscle. I want to be the muscle mm-hmm. okay. and the brains. I want to be, I want to be, be all of it. Do that be- on physical fitness week. You can do that then. I tell you, when I get in, I'm gonna start making changes to the bureau, make it more accessible. Oh my god! I'm gonna make. You're gonna it... change the dress code. Yeah, that's the first first thing. 
So, <laughs> so you can wear Under Armour socks. For, for those of you watching CNN or Fox in the years to come, you see any representation of the Bureau, we're going to be wearing Under Armour socks. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Excuse me, Agent blah, 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 can you lift up your pants? I just want to make sure you're legit. I want to make sure in the dress code. All right. First round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what a teacher did to be arrested at school and why you may not want to be too quick to get the new iPhone. All right. Two big stories from today. Get you learned a little bit here with your first round of headlines. Give us a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right, first round of headlines, thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. That is goodguysheatingcooling.com. Great website. You should visit it. Good people, because they're good guys. All right, Nikki D. Are you sure? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what's happening? It's an apple a day, not a shot of Hennessy. H1. My daughter did believe that she was drinking something in the classroom, putting it inside of an energy drink can that she shouldn't have. I went and spoke with her. I could smell alcohol in her breath. I reported it to the principal, and nothing was done. A second grade teacher at Sutter County Elementary School was arrested this week on suspicion of DUIs after she was showing signs of being drunk in the classroom. So they went in, they pulled her out. The police tested her right on the scene. Her blood alcohol level was two times the legal limit. So they pulled cameras in the school that showed her driving into school that day and parking. They then arrested her for DUI. Because uh, they couldn't just, I guess, arrest her for being drunk. So what tipped him off? Is slurring words or stinky? Well, she had been reported, like the woman in the audio, she had been reported several times by parents, oh. by other people. But this particular day, her um, her coworkers realized that it seemed like she was drunk. They smelled alcohol on her breath. They said she was slurring her words. I wonder, I wonder how many teachers take a swig. Like you know, you got a problem if you're drinking in the morning. I used to work Absolutely. with. I used to work with a guy that you know during break he'd go into his office and just down a, a beer. Dang. Yeah, he had a problem. That and, feels like alcoholism. I don't yeah. know. A little whiskey in the coffee don't feel so bad, but down in a beer in your office at nine a.m. that feels like a problem. If you're doing whiskey and coffee every morning, that's a problem. If you're well, if you're a teacher and you're absolutely put whiskey I mean, what's the world like, coming to when a teacher can't have a little nip at work <laughs> mm-hmm. I, there's like an ethics code right exactly like you could have one after class but when you, you go home when you go home but you can't have one before class but then you get to like the thing where you know a guy will go into his office and he had a rough meeting or something and he's got a bottle of whiskey uh-huh. and he just you know puts a little in the coffee yep. to take the as they say edge off sure. you know but he's not teaching someone's kids either He's in his office at his job with grown people, not children. There was, uh, I don't think this is the same story because I saw this a couple of weeks ago, but there was a, a woman probably in her 60s, and I don't remember where this was at, and they there was video footage of the administration, like the principal bringing, and also an officer, mm-hmm. bringing her into a room, conference room or whatnot, and they sit her down and uh, they start questioning her. You know, and it's like, you know, we live in this world where you, you got to tap dance around everything. You can't tell somebody what to do. You have to suggest it. And, you know, and even then it can't get done. And, you know, nobody wants to make a decision until it's broke, mm-hmm. right, versus fixing it when you can fix it. So, you know, for God knows how long, it felt like hours or sitting around. Well, do you think that there's something that you might not have taken that you should not have taken? You know, like all these like different cryptic ways of saying, hey, dude, are you drunk? And so it went on and went on, and then finally they broke her, and she starts. She breaks down, and she's like, "Yes, you know, I've I've been, you know, I've been going through this, and, I, and they're like, all right, we need you out of here." 
Get out. You know, but I never had that that I know of. I can't remember any teacher that I had. You know, I had some weird teachers, but I don't remember any, like, not alcohol. Maybe drugs, but not alcohol. Drugs. We had an, an English teacher that drank. Yeah, I, 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 none of my teachers were drunk or anything like that. My chemistry teacher was very weird. Now, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was on drugs, but he's literally the weirdest teacher I've ever had. Yeah, but chemistry teachers are weird. I was just going to say, there's, okay. there's yeah. certain teachers that you know are weird, yep. and, it, and, and I think it's because Hollywood depicts them that uh-huh. way. Like, if you grew up with Fast Times, you knew that the science teacher was odd. Weird. Was off. Yes. So yeah. you just automatically, it didn't matter if he was normal. If you grew up with that movie or any of those types of movies, mm-hmm. you automatically, but the, the, the chemistry, anybody in science was weird. Yes. I don't know. My chemistry teacher was Math the was only boring. One. Mm-hmm. Math English was, boring. was pretty, usually pretty cool. That's the teacher I had that drank. Was my, Nance. my Spanish teacher stole out of our computers and went back to her country. What? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> that's the only exciting thing happened to me in school. That's gangster right Ms. there. Miss Cordova, I'll never forget her. She was my ninth grade, uh, his, uh. Spanish teacher, and then by 10th grade, that summer going into 10th grade, she stole all the computers out of the lab and went back to her country. Sure we were like, dang. Laptops or desktops? No, desktop computers. <laughs> How she did she get them out? Of them. Wow. I have no idea. I've never found wow. out, and she dipped. That's baller status mm-hmm. when you're taking desktops. Because that's in her class. That's how we would learn certain things on the computers, <laughs> and that's how we learned all the Selena songs. She took every computer out of that room. And if there's one word that you learned was vamos. Yeah, she was out. <laughs> she just left a note. Vamos. Everyone gets an A. <laughs> All right, second story. Holding on to your new iPhone 15 may burn you. H2. Apple is blaming a software bug tied to popular apps for causing its new iPhone 15 for being too hot to handle. Apple is working right now on a software fix. If you went out and got the new iPhone when it came out a couple weeks ago, you are probably a victim of really bad overheating. And and people are saying that the overheating is so bad that physically they're dropping their phones because it's so hot. And then some people are saying after they drop the phone because it's burning them, it shatters like to pieces. Really? Yeah. So that's why you never buy that stuff. Don't right buy when it because right now they're fixing the bugs and they're going to have to put out another model. That's why I always wait. Yeah. I don't understand what an update would do if that's a hardware issue. Yeah. Well, it's saying that the app is running the hardware too long. Yeah. But you're right. You would think they would have to fix the hardware. I wouldn't be surprised to come, for them to come back and say it was a battery issue as well. Because I'm a Samsung guy, and there was a whole like edition of their Note that they had to get rid of because of how thin they tried to make the dang phone. Mm-hmm. And so if you had it in your pocket when you sat on it, it compressed the battery just enough that the two sides of the battery inside it would touch and then overheat it. Basically, turn into a miniature bomb in your pocket. I always wanted to meet one of those people that their phone caught on fire. You know, you see the stories, but you're like, I'll never meet that. But like, watch, like watching the person actually change the prices at the gas station. No one actually uh-huh. sees that yes. stuff. Yes, never. You hear about the iPhone fires, but you never know someone that mm-hmm. it happens to. So you start to, is it real? Is it a thing? Is it really happening? Well. It is. According to Nikki D, it is, Mm -hmm. especially with the new phones. My daughter wants to get one. I told her that the other day. I was like, can't get it yet. She goes, why? So they're burning up. Yep. Got to wait. So you're going to burn the house down. Right. (laughs) We'll burn the house down. Yeah. Uh, This is called over-adulting, I think. You know, when you get to a certain age where you join uh, like a softball league or, in this case, a kickball league. Well, this happened in Sacramento the other night. 
and I don't know how it got to this point or why you would allow it to get to this point because at some time in an altercation, any altercation as an adult, you have to take a step back and go, okay, if this happens, how am I going to look? Uh-huh. These people obviously did not ask that question. I'll tell you that story here in a minute. Hey, thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There is Nikki D. There is Nelson. Uh, if you uh, are a podcast type of person, we not only have the uh, radio broadcast as a podcast on the Odyssey app and thebaileyshow.com, but we've got one that we record outside of this called the BS Uncensored, Episode 7. We release them every uh, Wednesday. So we'll have another one for you. Uh, also, the video version. If you're, a, you, you know, it's, it's just hard to cater to everybody. That's why, like, we should just drop everything and say, you know, have a have a vote. Let's stick with Twitter. Let's stick with Facebook. Let's stick with YouTube. But anyway, we have it on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, and uh, the video version on YouTube at The Bailey Show. If for some reason you'd like to see um, all of our uh, face, maybe Nikki's, but I don't know about mine. And- I don't know about mine. I can't get myself together in the mornings. Well, that's because you don't have two alarms. No, that's because I don't want to get up earlier to do that. Uh, one of our coworkers told me, she's like, you look so much different in the morning. I'm like, Oof. yeah, because I, I can't put myself together like I did in the afternoon. She's like, oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Wow. Is that okay. the, is that, uh, I'm sorry, we're new to town. Is that the California <laughs> backhanded bitch slap? I don't know. Is that what that's called? I don't know. I, don't I guess know. so. I was just like, were you trying to compliment me or was it the reverse? No. I couldn't figure it out. I, you know, it might be, a, I, what I've noticed about some people <laughs> is that they don't, they're like my they're like one of my dogs they just don't know how to play right they don't know how to have friends they don't know how to communicate you know they're like milton right yeah the older one he's, he's he wants to play he wants to love he wants to be a part of the fellas but he, he can't just doesn't know how to do it <laughs> he can't do it and i've noticed that about a lot of people that they say the weirdest things like yeah. what you just said mm-hmm. you know not for nothing, but you'd look totally different. Right when you were in afternoon. When you were in afternoon. <laughs> now I don't know if it's a, you're not it's your diet. I don't know if you're not getting enough sleep. I don't even know if you're really black. Oh, no. But I gotta tell you, you look different. I didn't know it was you at first. Yeah. But I think you look great. And that's how you follow it up, right? <laughs> now, if you're in the South, you'd finish it out with "Bless your heart." Yes. Yeah, bless you your look heart. A mess in the morning. Bless, bless your, your heart. heart. You know, you don't look the same. God, you just, it's, I gotta tell you, you're just not easy on the eyes in the morning. But Sometimes, bless your heart. You know, a little different. But bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, well, as we get older, uh, I think this is more for guys, right? We we want to be a part, uh, we want the camaraderie, you know, especially if you played organized sports as a kid or even in college and, and, you, and you're competitive. You know, I think everybody's got a, a bit of competitiveness in you. So when you're a kid and you look at, you know, older pe- old, people that are older than you, you're like, old guy joining the softball league, old guy joining a bowling league. He must be an old guy, right? As you get older, you know what? I think I need to join a softball league or I need to join a bowling league mm-hmm. because I feel I need to, I need that fellow time. something to do. So also a kickball league, kickball game. And this is a story that happened just the other night uh, in Sacramento at Franklin Roosevelt Park. Mm-hmm. And there was a kickball game going on. Now, kickball, I liked kickball when I was a kid. I haven't played it in a very long time, but you go out there to the blacktop or in the grass or in the field or something, and you get that red Mm -hmm. rubber ball, Mm -hmm. and you kick it, and 
You know, you get somebody on the pitcher's mound that sometimes throw you a curveball and, you know, you kick it on the inside of your foot and you could throw it at the person. And I'm sure the game's played the same way. Same. Uh, and there's adult leagues. There's an adult kickball league here in town. So there's like this fight that breaks out. And it's not just any fight. This is a brawl. Oh, my God. And the story that I'm reading, they don't know why it happened. Uh, this is off uh, CBS, I guess, but they, they, there's no, they didn't ask. I don't know why he didn't ask. You know, if you're they out never there, ask. If you're going to cover the story, just pull somebody aside and ask them what happened. But I'm sitting there, you know, it, it kind of makes it more fun. It turns it into a game. You're going, what could possibly go wrong that would cause this kind of brawl? Now, I can understand an argument, right? You see that all the time. Mm-hmm. You say something, you do something, you don't mean something. Something inadvertently happens, blah, 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 blah. Somebody takes offense to it. There's a lot of, uh, you know, thin skin around these. Uh, parts nowadays, right? So I could see that happening, but I could not see an all-out brawl. Like, what would spark an all-out brawl and an adults-organized kickball game? I can tell you. I've seen it in oh. real time. I've seen it in real time. Uh, my church had a kickball league back in Atlanta. So the one game that I went to, they had a fight. Not as bad as this one, but it was brawlesque. And only because I think my pastor jumped in, it didn't get as far out of control as it would have. And that started because somebody hit them too hard with the ball. Like where they hit them, the person got angry. And after they got them out, they just start swinging. All right. So let's recap Nikki's story. You're at a church function mm-hmm. with a church kickball game. We were church. The people we were playing against was oh, not. thugs. Oh. No, oh. I'm not saying that they were thugs. I'm just saying Elks we Lodge. joined the city's <laughs> the kickball league. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't all churches. We were a church, but the league was everybody in the city. It was a group of people that came off of a beat-up bus that we were trying to rehabilitate. <laughs> no. <laughs> and with every kick, there was a little bit of the Lord got into them. That was the game. No, no. It was just like this from, kickball league. From now on, the church only plays holy people. <laughs> they don't play those thugs from the public sector. No, 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 no. Uh, and, and, and thank God the pastor didn't jump in. No, his his goal always is to, of course, try to talk to people about God. So he jumped in, he intervened, and then, you know, he talked to everybody. Was it divine intervention? It was. It was. Right. That's exactly what you can call it. Yeah. <laughs> Is he one of those guys that jumps in the middle and is like, the Lord would not want you? So, oh, here's the, I went you to. You met him. You know how Oh, I know. Cool he's a cool was. dude. So I went to a, um, uh, I was a sidetrack here for a second, but I went to a Bible. I was a really bad kid in middle school. Well, I was a bad kid in general, but middle school is really bad. So my mother sent me to um, this Bible camp. Mm-hmm. And I forget where it was, in the middle of nowhere. And I went with my best friend, the one that doesn't remember me. That right. Much, right. Which actually I'm going to talk about later today because something weird's happening with that dude. I seen it. So, uh. <laughs> So we started a brawl at this Bible camp mm-hmm. with these other kids uh, over some girls. And then we did the whole kind of greasers and socias thing. They we're going to meet in the middle at this time and we're all going to fight. And we had our crew and they had their crew. And then word got out. And so I show up to this this brawl right in the middle of the day, in the middle of this Bible camp, in the middle of nowhere. And I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing my Quicksilver outfit. I've got like these peachy pink and gray shorts this peach quicksilver tank top with a matching hat with a billabong hat ready to fight and for some reason this is the story of my life i get blamed for everything everything the entire organization the same and one of the the camp counselors who was a pastor pulled me aside and he grabbed me hard by the arm and pulls me aside mm-hmm. after everything kind of died down there was a couple punches thrown in this and that it wasn't a big deal but pulls me aside and he says he goes son I know that it was you, but I know it wasn't you 
I know it was the devil talking. And the devil was just elbowing you in the rib cage. And he starts elbowing me in the rib cage. He goes, you feel that? You feel that? That's the devil. That's the devil in you, son. And you made the devil allow you to come out here and do this in my Bible camp. And I'm like, dude, Sheesh. I think you just broke a freaking rib. <laughs> he was trying to be sneaky. So I think that if memory serves, we got sent home early. But anyway. <laughs> but, you know, you would think that there would be somebody. Uh, first off, in kickball, you, you can't be hit too hard. Right. That's why it's a, a soft rubber ball, because you're not going to be able to control it. If you get hit in the head, if you get hit in the balls, you get uh-huh. hit in the boo-boos, you know, whatever. It's it's an oopsie daisy. Nobody's you know, you would always try to aim for their feet. So you'd knock them off the feet because that was fun. Uh-huh. Right. No, we always I always got hit in the head. I feel like people always aim to hit me in my face. Well, OK, well, if they do. Probably a lot of that would have been on you. But I'm not going to go through the, the ins and outs of how to throw a ball. It would still, you would think that somebody in this, I mean, whoever is in this brawl, you'd have to take a step back, thinking that there's kids in the stands, your wife's in the stands, there's people in the stands. Well, That's, the guy who started the brawl is the one who got knocked out. Well, it's embarrassing. Like, mm-hmm. how did this start? I don't know how it started. I just, in the video, the guy who's unconscious went after some guy, and the guy he went after didn't even fight him back. He just curled up in, like, a, almost a fetal position standing up. And it was other people who came to that guy's defense and knocked that dude unconscious. So the guy that started the fight, was he on offense or defense? Do you know? He doesn't say. No. You couldn't no figure idea. it out? All I could see was him come run across and start hitting the guy, and he balled up. Yeah. So, so it looked to me like it might not, it may not have even been players that was in this fight. Like it might have been parents or something that was standing out there. Because they didn't either neither one of them had on uniforms. But the players had on uniforms. I, I will tell you this though, that you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, and I know this because I play in tennis and in, in old people leagues and stuff mm-hmm. like this. The competitiveness level is higher for some than others. Like I used to have a really big problem when I first started playing tennis as far as being competitive and you know, and, and if somebody would piss me off, I'd hit the ball because I can hit the ball real hard mm-hmm. and, and hit the ball at people or purposely aim for their feet to knock them off their feet. Sheesh, you're not supposed to do that in tennis. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you yeah. do it and you kind of go, hey, my bad. You put your racket up and say, you know, I'm sorry. But if you're, you know, a douche nozzle, then you deserve to get hit. So I understand how it happens. And I've seen people like there's a guy that went after me one time, tried to fight me. Uh, because of something silly, and I'm going, and I t- and I was the one actually that took a step back, and I go, dude, we're like, it's a Saturday morning, <laughs> and we're on the tennis court, and we're in our 40s. Do we really want to do this? Okay, this is kind of silly, but you did this. Oh. I did do that, <laughs> and you and you can do it as well. But for you to like get in my face, and I was like, first off, that's not a good idea. I'm not that guy. You don't want to do this. And I was like, this is a dumb, silly idea. There's people here. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. But we're going to look really silly. And then one of us, is, no one's going to win. No one wins a fight, right? No. Right. I was like, so we're both going to look silly. And then well, one's going to go to jail. And one's going to look even sillier. <laughs> so I was able to talk some sense into him. So, you, you know, I'm thinking I'm rationing it because I'm a rational person that these people could ration it too, but they can't. They couldn't. So. They couldn't. Guess he gets kicked out of the league. Adult oh, yeah, absolutely. League. When you fight, they do kick you out. How embarrassing is that? You've been kicked out of a kickball league. Yeah, really. Like you've used kick twice in one sentence. Hey, dude. Hey, Tom. You coming to? No. No, got kicked out. (laughs) Oh, you were the. Yeah, I was the one. What did he do? I don't remember. Why'd you do it? Oh, no. So you're going to join another league? Now they're stupid. (laughs) I'm going to try pickleball next. That's what I'm going to do. 
Uh, I don't know if anybody knows anything about this. If this is a big deal, you're out there. Kind of want to join the league now just to meet the guy. You can go sign up. <laughs> Get him on the show. Like, what are you doing? Go there's, sign there's up. a look. There's a reason for everything. Like, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a good reason why you would do it. There's a reason. I guarantee you, it's not good. Imagine. I know in, it's not. Imagine you're in county. You're sitting there waiting for your. Capri Sun and your Dino Nuggets to come across as you're sitting to be get in front of a judge. What are you in for? I stabbed a guy while I was robbing him. How about you? <laughs> kickball brawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Murderer, kickball fighter. Right. Yeah. Not going to last very long. All right, 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. Found it odd last night that my daughter who is uh, getting ready to take her midterms for her freshman year at college at Sierra Community College. She uh, she was telling me that in one of her classes, her professor said to her that the, the kids in the class were responsible for buying their own Scantrons. What? You know, the Scantron, that yeah. sheet to take the SAT. Mm-hmm. You got the little bubbles on it and whatnot. Yeah. And like, I, was, I go... And she didn't think twice about it. And I go, hold on, back up. Isn't that kind of odd that you have to buy the paper to take the test for the college that you pay to go to? Yeah. You know, and now I understand that teachers, I would, now maybe I'm wrong, possibly, that on the high school level or middle school or elementary, I know you guys struggle uh, because you just don't have the funds and you're reaching in your own pocket. And God knows you don't get paid anywhere near what you should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. And you struggle with those things for your classroom. Right, which is why we have to do all the extra school supplies now, the tissues and stuff like that. Sure. And I get it. But when you get to college, I didn't think that was a problem. And even if it was a problem, I'm paying. <laughs> to pay for the paper, I thought was absurd. I can't see how you'd have to pay for anything other than books in college with the amount of money you're already paying for tuition. Well, you don't have books anymore. Well, they're right. electronic, so they don't charge them for the electronic books. Well, okay, so here's the deal. They they, they have PDFs, mm-hmm. and you got to pay for the PDF. Yeah, that's why I say I know they charge something. They're which just is, not letting you have it for free. Which is silly that you have to pay for, uh, again, you're paying for paper, right, mm-hmm. if you're going to print it out. Mm-hmm. You're paying for a PDF. Like the book you were paying for because it was a book. It was a tangible item that and you- You got to keep it. That, and you got to keep it, mm-hmm. right? It was yours. Yep. Now you pay for something. See, I think you're mad about the wrong thing because you're still buying the valuable thing, which is someone wrote the book. But you should be upset with now you can't buy it used. Yeah, with it all highlighted. That was the best. So you used you would to always be, buy it from somebody that could. was really smart. Yeah, I know I did. And the way they used to get you over or get the work on you was that they would change the edition. So you had about a new so one. So it's like, oh, we're not use, we're using volume three now instead of volume two, and none of it's going to be the same. So you got to buy the new book, and you couldn't buy a used one from the bookstore. Now, that's the PDF. That, so that Steve Jobs got the idea of always updating his stuff. Uh-huh. It goes all the way back to textbooks. But odd, right? I mean, Very. It, you know, I'm try, I was trying to think of, like, if, are there jobs that you have to? Now, we buy things, you know, for this show. Radio doesn't have the budget that it used to have. Unfortunately, um, you know, when I first got here, I bought the stand ups and the T-shirts and and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was a one time thing. It's not happening again. But, you know, I pay for different services for the show just right. because that's how it is. I understand that and I accept that. 
But for a kid to be in college, you know, like I again, I can understand the textbook, mm-hmm. but I can't understand the paper. Is that the only thing they have to pay for, or is it well, more? It, well, in this class, it, it it started out with her just being excited that she was taking a midterm. Okay, and we were celebrating her taking a midterm, and she's got good grades. And she just kind of blew by it, and she goes, "Yeah, so I had to go and buy some Scantrons because we take the test tomorrow." I said, "Whoa, whoa, wait, back up for a second. I go, "You had to buy the Scantrons?" She goes, "Yeah." I go, well, "Where do you buy Scantrons?" And she, <laughs> Office Max. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I go Office Max or something. She goes, "No, the school store." I was oh, like, "Oh, okay." So they sell the paper at the school store. She goes, "Yeah." I said, "How much was it?" They're not cheap. How much was it? I forgot what she said, but she bought like three of them for like $30 or something. What? They're like five, six, seven dollars a Scantron. They're not cheap. Oh, that is highway robbery. I would want to know why. What the hell are you paying for for classes then? That's, again, maybe back to your point, Nelson, of maybe you're buying for the 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 knowledge of the professor. You know, that's what you're pur- purchasing. That's fair, because I've had to give that argument when when I used to sell, like, break jobs and stuff when I worked the front counter of, of a, a Midas. You had to sell the service fee. Uh-huh, because, yeah. well, it well, was... Like the breaks are $20, but the guy that put them in, that's going to be 2000 Well, because they call it hours of labor. So when you get your little piece of paper back, it's like, oh, this job took three hours of labor. Well, you got it done in 45 minutes, so why, why are you charging me for three hours? Sir, you're paying for the knowledge of the technician. You get you benefit from the fact that it didn't actually take him three hours. Is, is that a is, is that today? You know, not just in school, but in jobs. Anything that you need, you have to pay for it yourself. Anything on any job I've had, and I've had quite a few. I can't think of something I had to buy. Now I bought stuff like highlighters and pens because I wanted specific ones, but not anything I had to purchase. No. I can't think of. But your daughter is what, a sophomore in high school? Yeah, she's a sophomore in high school. She doesn't have to buy her own Scantron. They didn't even have a school supply list this year here. I didn't buy her one thing for school. Not anything. Not a pencil, a pen, nothing. So I don't even know what she's using. You sure she's even going to school? She's going to school. I watch her leave (laughs) in the mornings. But, like, how I normally have those long lists and I have to buy the tissues and the the papers and the – no, I didn't buy. I had to, the the oddest thing I had to buy her a couple years ago is I had to start buying the packs of paper that they print out with. I had to buy those, but no, <laughs> nothing buy reams this year. Of paper. Yeah, I had to buy reams of paper. Oh, like put in the printer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only kind of extra supply thing I've had to buy her past years, but this year nothing. Well, I know it became a thing like when my daughter was younger. You know, that that was like when you're a kid. Everybody remembers this, and you go school shopping. That was fun, right? When you know, if you, I liked school, so I liked going to school. So, you know, I, I want to get this and, you know, you get the, the maybe the best this or something different. You want to stand mm-hmm. out and like I got the blue trapper keeper. No, I want the red trapper keeper and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, it got to a point because of just where we are in this world that everybody's got to be the same. You know, you you don't want to buy something that someone else can't afford because it's your fault. They can't afford it. So, like, we got her a certain pencil box, mm-hmm. and they sent her. They they sent us a letter and said she can't have this pencil box because Same other kids can't. I'm like, <laughs> wow. this is like a two dollar. We got it. I think we got it at the dollar store. The right. same thing happened to me. They sent her pencil box back and said I had to get like some plain right. black or blue oh. or something. I'm like, what? 
because some other kid cannot. Like, mm-hmm. no, you don't understand. We're budget shoppers just like everybody else. This one just happens to be bedazzled. <laughs> yeah. We didn't pay crazy amounts of money. No, it's got to be this one. Why? You know, let Absolutely. the kids be different and be unique and stand out and do their thing. So I thought that was odd. I, I don't know if uh, maybe we have a, a professor or a teacher or somebody listening that's that that can tell me if that's you know again new to town possibly a california thing for the universities here and how it works i don't know there's things that are different all over the country but i just found that very very odd i went to college i never had to pay for my scantron now granted you know that was some years ago but you know who knows odd isn't the term i would use but that's probably safe that's what you could say on the on the radio what would the term you it's some bullshit Junkie. BS. There you go. It's Just some BS. BS. It's some Bailey show. It's some the BS, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sitting here secondhand upset. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to get that upset. No, it's not that bad, Nelson. It's that bad. I want to know why, though. <laughs> he's, the guy, he's the guy that something happens, you just kind of let it roll off your shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's, no, you're going to get mad. Let me go oh, yell absolutely. at him. He's the, he's the hype guy. He's the guy that dances in front of the Mighty Mighty Boston's. He's yeah. the guy you're with. Somebody accidentally bumps into you and says you're sorry. You're like, oh, it's cool. He's like, don't you ever touch her again. Yeah. I'll kill you. He's Snoop's like hype he guy. Said, sorry. Right. Nobody knows his name. He's just in the back and he's right. got a microphone. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. Yeah, until you need him. You're my and hype all guy. all of a sudden, I'm going to go tear some stuff up for you. You get me in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I told Rachel, it's like, why don't you call the front office and just ask? That's Say, what I would do. I want to know. Because here's my, my, you want to know what my th- first thought was? What? The hangover. Bradley Cooper, where he takes all the money for the school trip or the field trip mm-hmm. and he takes it to Vegas. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this guy got money for these scantrons from the school. He pocketed them, or girl, I don't even know what the professor is, pockets the money. And he goes off and does, you know, he's buying something for himself. And he tells the kids that they have to buy it and the kids aren't going to question it. Right. right? They're just going to go give them the money. Right. They're just going to, you know, well, he already has the money mm-hmm. that he was supposed to spend on it. Because I think that's so odd. Just so odd. Like and- almost criminal weird odd. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like some people might be able to answer my question. We can take you uh, here when we get back, hopefully. We do have second round of headlines. Nikki D, what do you got? I'm going to tell you why an 11-year-old was arrested and who has to pay $425 million for a lawsuit. Whoa. All right. We'll get you your headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. I don't know why you hung up, but this dude said he had to buy those Scantrons, too. Yeah, he said they were only 50 cents, though, so he thought Ariel might have been Marked trying up? to get you. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter was Cash. trying to... <laughs> 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 nah, she, she's not like that. She, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, these damn Scantrons are $100 a piece. I believe it. And it's cash, or Cash App, or Venmo. Right. <laughs> Just send it to me, and I'll get a couple. He and said, I'll, "I need five. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'll be able to take my midterm. No, it was it was uh, ridiculously expensive. I mean, it was like thirty dollars for three or four or five of those things or something. Yeah, ridiculous. Thought it was silly. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I know you will. Scantron Gate. Book wagon covers on the job. This will be my first mission in the it FBI. Will. Yeah. Find out if the kids are being scammed. I'll take what I learned last night at, uh, at at Super Secret class. Oh, there you go. To 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 Sierra Community College. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a administration? This is Buck, Agent Buck Wagon Cover, please. 
All right, uh, second round of headlines, thanks to good guys, heating and air, 530-GOOD-AIR, 530-GOOD-AIR. Go ahead. Kids used to settle schoolyard arguments with fists, not guns. H3. Think it speaks to a bigger issue? It's a much bigger issue because, as you can see, over the last month, all of the violence that's taken place in our area has been with teens. This happened in Florida. There was a youth football game that was going on. 11-year-old, you can see in this video, is chased by two older kids that are 13. I think they may have said the kids was bullying him, but the argument started over a bag of chips. Well, this boy runs to his car opens the passenger side door, reaches under the seat, and grabs a gun in the video, and they cut it off, of course, but you see him turn around and shoot. The one bullet hit both of the 13-year-old kids. Luckily, they did survive, but this 11-year-old was arrested, and he is facing two counts of second-degree attempted murder. Yeah, there goes his life, right? Well, I don't know how how it's going to pan out. I don't think this will impact his entire life because I don't think he'll get a, a hefty sentence. But they're also looking to charge his mom, who was sitting in the car. Oh, because she had the gun? Where, where was this? It was underneath the... No, no, no. What state? In Florida. It was in Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, gun, gun, gun laws in Florida are a lot more lax. <laughs> well, the uh, detective on this case said it's a crime to, for your child to have access to a gun in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's still bad. I mean, it's not too Wild West, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's... that. To give your kid a gun, yeah, bad, but you can have the gun in your car and your person and all, and walk around with it and all that good stuff. Yeah, she had it in the car. It was in a box underneath the seat, but he knew exactly how to go and grab it. And in the video, I felt so bad for her. It's like he just opens the door and does it so fast, she can barely react. So the 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 old school mentality of you know if a bully is bullying you, pop him in the nose, mm-hmm. and you can't say that anymore. Like you can't even think that, right? Because no. that's bad. But so if you don't say that and you don't think that and you don't tell your kid to stand up to the bully or find a way to, you know, to, to beat the bully somehow, mm-hmm. then this is all they know because this is all they see and this is all they hear. Exactly. And they think that, you know, like they're just, I mean, 11-year-old feels justified to grab a gun. Like I, at 11, I would never even have fathomed to do that. No. Me either. I wouldn't have thought about it. And my father was in the military. He had multiple guns. I never touched them. I never played with them. If I was fighting with somebody, I never thought to go get his gun ever. Well, but because we can't, or the world says you can't teach your kid that, you know, I remember, you know, kids' dads, I didn't, I didn't have a dad growing up, but kids' dads, if they got bullied or something happened, they would walk the kid over to the other kid's house, knock on the door, say to the, the, the kid or the dad, if he's home, say, mm-hmm. hey, look, our kids have a problem. Let's take them out back take and, let, out. and let, it get it, let them get it out of their system. Absolutely, let's do it. You know, it's done after this. My dad has done that multiple times. I've been walked to many a house, and it was you either got to fight or we're fighting. Somebody's fighting, but it, but it's over, and then usually actually become friends after that because you're yeah, kids. You don't know any different, is. right? It's kids. Right. But if you did that now, the parents would go to jail. Oh yeah, absolutely for child abuse or something absolutely. crazy like that. I still try to tell my daughter to defend herself, but she she doesn't. There's a. Uh, you know, another, I'm assuming, you know, not a kid kid, but a college kid uh, or somebody, whoever's at Morgan State University, this is in Maryland, mm-hmm. they have a, a active shooter going on right now. Sure. You know, and, and like none of, the news are kind of like bleeping in like a little bit because we're mm-hmm. so desensitized to this stuff. But the suspects at large after five injured, not dead, injured, five people shot, Ugh. you know, early morning. So who Trying knows? Trying to they, go to school and get an education. That 
kills me. Yeah. Well, it kills a lot nice, of people. Nice choice. Of oh, words I hate that. I didn't mean to use that word. That oh, or make you broke paying for your that. scantrons. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. All right. Second story. Heartburn meds is the cause of this $425 million lawsuit. H4. What happens when you block heartburn with one Prilosec OTC in the morning? Heartburn doesn't stand a chance. You die. Wow. <laughs> Why did you do that? Why did you say I didn't that? expect that. I thought it was going to be like a news story, but you gave me some yeah, I gave overproduced you the- commercial. What wow. Look at that. Yeah, I gave Makes you the, buy it. the Prilosec <laughs> lawsuit, apparently. which is going on. Um, AstraZeneca. Say yeah. that right now, That's correct, yes. All right. They have to pay $425 million. Now, you told us that you suffer from acid reflux. So this was acid reflux medications that were out on the shelves, Nexium, Prilosec, which a lot of people use, but they found out that mm. they give you kidney damage yep. and they didn't put the warning labels on there, and this is why they're being sued. Yeah, I just found out about this, not because of this news story, but mm-hmm. uh, this new doctor that I'm going to for my testosterone maintenance, Dr. Bogard. Uh-huh. She's a fantastic doctor, a fantastic woman, and uh, their whole office is great. But, you know, she does before she does the testosterone maintenance, which I've been on for two years, highly suggest anybody over 40 be on testosterone maintenance. It's not probably what you think. And you can call me and I can explain it all to you. But uh, they do extensive blood work. And she went through my different levels mm-hmm. and she's like, uh, do you do you have are you taking Nexium or, or I'm taking the generic of it? I said, yeah, she goes, you got to get off of that. So she put me in all these other different supplements that's actually supposed to repair my esophagus and um, and dumb down my acid reflux to the point where it eventually goes away. Whatever she's put me on, it is working. working. And I don't know. Yeah. There's like 30 different pills I'm taking. So I don't know which one is working. Uh-huh. So I just continually take all these pills. But it's a lot of natural stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Herby type stuff. Yeah, like primrose. And I got mm-hmm. stuff for... You know, my ding-a-ling, I got stuff for my acid reflux, I got stuff for energy, I got stuff for weight loss, I got stuff, it's like all these different pills, but they're like natural, you know? Natural's always the best way to go. Yeah, so except for one, I think one's prescribed, but you know, there's a couple in there that make me sling better, so my wife's happy about that, <laughs> I think they're called sling pills. Well, if you were ever uh, <laughs> prescribed this, you better be looking out for your lawsuit stuff in the paperwork, in the mail. So they'll know. Yeah, you know, they normally send out the paperwork or you can go on the website and put your little claim in to get your piece of the pie. Oh, you know what? I don't think it's under my name. I think I was black marketing it because it was too expensive. Oh, They might be sending it to some alias (laughs) 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 with a P.O. box. You're the only person I would know that would have black market a (laughs) Meprazol. That's what it's called, a (laughs) Meprazol. I've got like stockpiles of it, too. I've got enough for like the rest of the year. Same. Yeah, I don't believe that it expires. Those are all fibs. No. All right. Our buddy, five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion of the world, winning over six figures during his run on Jeopardy with the great Alex Trebek, will join us for a round of You Don't Know Jeff. I've got tickets for Extreme and Living Color, the Thicker Than Blood Tour at the Hard Rock Casino, February 25th, courtesy of Live Nation. Up for grabs, you have to pick either Team Jeopardy Jeff to win or Team Bailey D, which will consist of my brain and Nikki D's brain. Nelson will take over and ask fascinating questions, and we just have to buzz in and answer. So if you want the tickets, I need some players. First come, first serve, 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. Start lining up, and we will play You Don't Know Jeff here when we get back. Hang on. Someone's going to get these questions right. And it's not going to be Bailey or Nikki D. 
You don't seem like a super genius. That's why the game's called You Don't Know Jeff. Welcome back to the program. Uh, good morning. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There is a dancing Nikki D and a man hair cascading Nelson Flyer. Even though that's not his name, but I'm looking at a beautiful, beautiful individual. He is a five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion of the world. He is one. He is the only Jeopardy Jeff. <laughs> Hello, Jeopardy Jeff. How are you? Good morning, everyone. All right. Good, Good. You won last week, yes? You did. I did. Yeah. Yep. 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 What was the problem, Nikki D? Why did we lose? Uh, Nelson gave us really hard questions. Gotcha. All right. Okay. I knew there was a reason. All right, Ryan and Sack. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, who do you got, Team Bailey D or Team Jeopardy Jeff? Bailey. Yeah, there Let's you go. go. All right, hang on, hang on. Is this Ilona? Yeah. Ilana. 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 Okay, Ilona, Ilana. Ilona, <laughs> you're my keys to use my car. No, okay. no. It's a beautiful name, by the way. Beautiful name. Thank you. You will be getting Jeopardy Jeff, okay? Okay. Okay. You hang on. Ilona. Ilana. Ilana. Yes. Ilana. Put the Anna in it. Uh, the Anna. Well, it, you have an O up there. Because that's how you spell it. That's not a, that's a, that's an Ilona. That's how she spells her name? I know, but you got to give it to him phonetically. Thank you. I said it to him a million times. You did. And how many times have I said things to you a million times that you still? Yeah. It's not about me. No. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? You learned that from me. <laughs> It's like my kids. I, so, I get I get teary eyed when I see stuff like that. Uh, up for grabs tickets to see the band Extreme with special guest Living Color, thicker than blood tour. This is going to be awesome. February twenty fifth at the Hard Rock Casino, courtesy of Live Nation. If you don't win tickets with us, and we still have more after today, if you're not participating, you want to call tomorrow or Friday. Uh, LiveNation.com. All right, how the game works is uh, Jeopardy. Jeff is the smartest man in the world. So, Nikki and I have to put our brains together to be a team, Team Bailey D. Uh, we will buzz in with our buzzing sounds. Jeopardy Jeff buzzes in when he knows, and your buzzing sound is? Nah. Okay, Nikki D. Fave. Mine is, woo! All right, Nelson will take over with his questions. We'll see how they fly. All right, we're ready. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see exactly how they'll fly. In the category <laughs> of celebrity marriages. This Almond brother was married to Cher. Faith. Boom. That'd be Team Bailey D. That was uh, Greg. Greg, yep. <laughs> Greg, yep. And that would be a yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ilona. Boom. Ilona I Almond. story last week. Don't try me, Nelson. Uh, <laughs> you'll find this actress in almost any project of her director husband, Judd Apatow. Whoa. That'd be Team Bailey D. That is Leslie Mann with two ends. It is. That is correct. Boom. Good day, Renee. And you. One of my faves. Yep. In the category of junk food, mm. this lollipop is known for having chewing gum at its center. Wave. And that'd be Jeopardy Jeff by a hair. He Blow doesn't pop. have any. What? That's screwed up. Let's say again. A blow pop. Blow pop Blow is pop. correct. Yeah. What do I usually say? By a nose? I didn't mean to say that. I know a guy's bald. Disrespectful. He doesn't. <laughs> I apologize, Jeopardy Jeff. I didn't take it that way, but now that you mention it. <laughs> Photo finish. Sticking with junk food. 
golden sponge cake with cream filling is a part of Whoa. That would be Bailey D. He wants us to say Twinkie, but it's Hostess. Okay, yes. I'm telling you, watch. Hostess. Final answer? Yes. That'd be correct. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Golden sponge cake with cream filling is part of this iconic snack. Oh! Jeopardy Chef. Oh! I'm going to say Twinkie. And you would say correctly. Yay! Yeah! Hey, he tricked you. I know. Now he's... Now he's reverse Double tricking. Cross. Yeah. Double cross. Yeah, he's reverse <laughs> tricking. I'm going to get you. In the category of diss tracks. Diss tracks. D-I-S-S? Yeah. yeah. As in music, a diss track. Okay. All Too Well and Back to December are breakup songs by this newly minted Chiefs fan. And that would be Bailey D. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. And that would be... Correct. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal is what All Too Well is about, and Taylor Lautner, back to December, in case you were wondering. Oh, well, I was, I knew. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end the game, right, because I feel good. I feel <laughs> educated. After Machine Gun Kelly released the track Rap Devil, this artist clapped back Whoa. with Bailey Dean. Eminem. That would be? Correct. Correct. <laughs> with his track Kill shot. Yeah. I'm way too old for that category. Kill Bailey shot. DT4 and Jeopardy Jeff two. two. Two hairs. In the category of alcohol. Mm. Stolichnaya is a popular brand of this Ooh. spirit. And that would be Jeopardy Jeff. Vodka. And that would be correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Staying with the category of alcohol, yeah. A beer served with a shot of whiskey to be oh. Jeopardy Jeff. Um, uh, depth charge. Oh, that is not the answer we're looking for. No. A beer served with a shot of whiskey to be dropped in is called a what? Oh God. A pickle. Oh whoa whoa. A car bomb. And that would be incorrect. A boiler maker. Boiler oh. maker. Now hold on, he's got—he's looking at me at, like I'm incorrect. So if you'll allow me one moment, you're fine. You're fine. So I mean, I'm sure it's a regionalism thing. I'm not going to quibble. What did you—what did you say the answer was? I, I said, said depth charge. Yeah, well, I tell you, where I'm from, it's called a what did I say? A charger. Uh, whatever I said. <laughs> said a car said. bomb. Car bomb. That's that's what. The style of drink is a boiler maker. Right. Oh, well, all right. Okay. Irish car bomb is a type of boiler maker. Well, you potato. No. Tomato. Potato was the last question. That was vodka. This was whiskey. (laughs) In the category of stage names, Stephanie Germanata is better known by Bailey Dean. That's Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. And that would be correct. Oh, he knows his Lady Gaga. 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 Estevez is the real last name. Gloria. Team. No, 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 I appreciate you being here. I really do. And we'll go play outside in a minute. But it's Sheen. And that's your final answer? Yes. Thank you. Wow. Thought I was going to get him on that one. Estevez, the real last name of a Hollywood family, mostly going by this name, and that would be Sheen. Yeah. Two-thirds of the family go by She's cute, isn't she? I like when she almost had to give it to you right there. I think that's. I like when she's got saliva on her chin. (laughs) Can you frame your video? That drives me nuts. I'm trying my best. My microphone can't reach any further. 
let's just resume. No one can see that. Okay. And is it Estefan? Isn't that what she? There's no Gloria Estevez, is there? Well, she was thinking Gloria, like in the sound, Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. She's just cute. In the category of car parts, oh. this metal disc is what brake pads. Whoa. Bailey D. The, oh, shoot, Five, the metal disc that the brake pads on are rotors. Rotors. And that would be correct. Whoa! Let's go. There you go. That would be correct. Yes. I was just saying if you know. <laughs> I'm a guy, and I know that stuff. This sits on top of the cylinders and forms the roof of the combustion chamber of an engine. Woo. Bailey D. That's the alternator. The alternator? Four, Are you sure it's not spark plugs? Three, two. Spark plugs. One. That'd be correct. See, I told you. This is part of the engine. <laughs> It sits on top of the cylinders and forms the roof of the combustion chamber. Jeopardy, Jeff. I'm not sure. Head gasket? No. Oh, the head gasket would be between the uh, yeah, engine between block the engine and block. the cylinder, cylinder head. heads. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, buzz from him. The cylinder head. That is correct. Right. Because I'm a guy and I know <laughs> you guessed it. All he knows how to do is put gas in his car. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the category of TV, Simon, Heidi, Whoa! So- Team Bailey D. America's Got Talent. Final answer? Or is it American Idol? I it's think not. It's no, he said Heidi. Okay, yeah. Got Talent. Yeah, America's Got Talent. That would be correct. <laughs> Heidi, Sophia, and Howie form the voting body of this popular variety show. Before it was live with Regis and Kelly, it was Jeopardy oh. Jeff. Woo. Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And that would be correct. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Kathy you didn't have Lee. Kathy Lee on that one. Gifford. You didn't have to have Gifford because that was not in the name of the show. No. But, but live with Kathy Lee was in the show. Frank. In the category of hockey, hmm. when a player scores three goals, Whoa. Bailey D. Hattrick. Be correct. Just tag yourself onto that one. She still can't get over cylinder heads. <laughs> She's not even helping really me right now. Cylinder heads was really good. She's not even, even paying Jeffrey attention. Jeff has to like play, give you points on that. What's the score? We play. have nine. Jeopardy Jeff has four. Oh, dude, I don't know. You got two minutes. I don't think it's going to happen, but okay. Sticking with the category of hockey, mm. big comeback possible. Mm. You are not allowed to hold the Stanley Cup until you have done this. Ooh. Jeopardy Jeff. What was that? Woo. Won it. And that would be correct. What did you say? Won, won it. it. Oh, you have you won it. To. It's oh. a superstition that you don't Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was allow. you couldn't do it until you kissed it. No, you're not allowed to You're not allowed to hold it unless you have oh, I know. won it. I know. I've touched it. And you're not allowed to. A uh, civilian is not technically allowed to drink from it ever. Right, correct. And it's actually guarded uh, every day of the year by a man with white gloves on. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. In the category of fictional dates, as in dates on a calendar, not to be confused with dates that you would go on. Thank you. August 29th, 1997 was the original date for this nuclear disaster. Woo. Team Bailey D. Chernobyl. That would be incorrect. Chernobyl is a real thing. Well, I was talking about the fake version. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Jeff, five seconds. Five. Um, Four? Armageddon. That would be incorrect. We were looking for Judgment Day. Judgment oh. Day. Terminator 1. 
Uh-huh. Judgment Day. That's what they called that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I did. I'm just, you know. Head gas. I'm head. Cylinder head. Yeah. Thinking about working on my car. <laughs> <laughs> October 3rd is the day of fish unofficially. That would be Jeopardy Jeff. Yeah. Mean Girls Day. And that would be correct. Oh, look at Jeopardy Jeff. You get those. We'll take the car questions. <laughs> it's my fiance's son's birthday, too. So it's got stuff in my head. Happy late birthday. All right, 60 seconds. In the category of inventions, Douglas Engelbart is the creator of this computer rodent. Woo. Me- Bailey T. The, the mouse. mouse. That would be correct. Now she's back oh. in the game. Yeah. I know the answer to the next one before he even asks it. <laughs> My court caddy. <laughs> Dot com. You can't get anything past John Augustus Larson, the inventor of this detection device. Woo. Bailey Dean. Lie metal, detector test. Metal de- detector. Lie detector. Lie detector. Lie detector. Yeah. And that would be correct. Boom. Boom. All right. The lie detector. He's already sure. dead. We won. Yeah, we're just making it bloodier. Mm. Yeah, mm. Hold on to some mm. of these mm. questions. Mm. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Hey, Ryan, congratulations. You picked the smart people today. Awesome. That's great. Do you uh, do you like the band Extreme? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, you like the band Living Color? You don't have to tell me Sorry. now. You can call me later. <laughs> well, you got tickets to see both of them. Thicker Than Blood Tour at the Hard Rock Casino, February 25th. We appreciate you listening. Hang on. We'll get your information. You are all one this morning. Call me later. Jeopardy Jeff. Give him a follow on social media. Just search for Jeopardy Jeff. Brother man, it's good to see you. Thanks for playing. Sorry about your loss. Uh, it's all right. Got to go polish my cylinder head. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Jeff, but I see a weird man behind you, and he looks excited. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, my gosh. God, that was really good. Well, you did that. Oh. Cylinder head. <laughs> so, you know that uh, dude that uh, was my best friend for like a year and a half in middle school that I've told you about? Yeah, and he doesn't remember you. He took a lot of drugs. Right. He took a lot of drugs. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. remember like the last 30 years of his life. Right. So it's starting to come back to him a little bit, and uh, piece by piece, I guess, because now we're friends on social media. Mm-hmm. And he wants me to reach out and have a phone call with him, a conversation, which I've wanted for years, and I just I've not done it yet. I've pulled I the trigger. I can't believe you keep dropping a ball on this conversation. Well, I don't think he really wants to have it. Well, what's well, gotten kind of weird, and he's gotten kind of possessive. I've been noticing. And he's, I don't think he understands what I do and no. who follows me on social media, and maybe. Our sense of humor a little bit. I'll exp- it's it's almost like if you've ever seen a movie or possibly known someone in real life that's been in a coma for thirty years mm-hmm. and just missed everything, <laughs> and now they're on social media. Yep. All right. I'll explain. It's it's weird, and I'll explain it here in a minute. Hang on. I think I should be worried. My wife just sent me pictures of our neighbor across the street, oh. and their cars in their driveway with the back window down and a pair of shoes on the lawn. Oh. Well, you don't have power lines in your neighborhood, so how was she going to let them know that's the drug house? Is that what that is? I never knew what that meant. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. where you can buy dope at. No, I just think it's very odd that a pair of shoes are on the front lawn. I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe you should go knock on the door. Make sure everything's all right. Make sure everything's fine. So uh, for those that don't know the story, let me just give you kind of a, um, a, a backstory on, on, on this. 
So in in seven uh, years and years ago, when I lived in Naples, Florida, when I was a kid, I had a, a best friend for a short period of time, like a year and a half. We were thicker than thieves, right? I mean, this is when I started doing a lot of bad stuff. Was with this guy, uh, but he was uh, my best friend, and I mean, we were such good friends that when I moved, I <laughs> we I we ex- we exchanged friendship bracelets. I went to things. You re- didn't exchange it. You bought him a friendship bracelet. Yeah, he was, bought you nothing. There was no exchange. Okay, well, you can look at it one way or the other. But it's <laughs> only one way to. Look I bought at myself it. one, and I gave him one too. Fair. And you did something else big for him as well. I gave him a four wheel. You did. You did yeah. a lot for this man when you departed with him. So then I moved to Sarasota, and you know we kind of lost touch. And uh, I guess what happened was a lot of drugs were involved, and and he he got soaked into it. I do not know the whole story, but that's from what I understand. And over the years, uh, truth be told, I would kind of poke around and look for him, you know, on social media mm-hmm. as social media became a thing. Because you missed him? I, you, know, you know what? I was just curious on what happened to him. I, I really, I'm one of those types of people that don't normally care about people in my past of hunting them down and rehashing old times. Mm-hmm. But he, I was curious about. I was, to be honest with you, I was just curious he's still alive, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so. I just randomly recently found him on Facebook and I, you know, messaged him and I said, Hey dude, you know, it's been a long time. And he like had no recollection of me, had no idea. Crazy. And he kind of goes to explain, he goes, I don't remember the last 30 years of my life. And he was very disinterested initially about anything Bailey was even talking about. Like, okay, dude, go away. Well, but once you find out like his reasoning for it, I can almost see the disinterest or at least the trepidation in wanting to like, ease into it because who knows how sideways he's going to come if he had wronged him over that 30 years that he doesn't remember you know what i mean yeah so i was like oh i'm sorry to hear that dude but just you know heads up we were really close when we were kids and you know just found you just wanted to say hi so then we became friends on social media and he looks at my social media you know i have a personal facebook page and then i got a fan page and we got the show page and stuff so he's kind of looking at everything of what i've done with my life Mm mm-hmm and, you know, he found that very interesting. And so we started talking back and forth. And then little things started to come back. And he would message me and say, hey, you remember that one time? And I was like, yeah, dude, that one time, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it starts to kind of come back. And, and I'm, like, thinking that I'm helping this guy, you know, remember, you know, 30 years because of, guess, of drug use. I couldn't even imagine if anybody to go through that. Right, not knowing what happened in your life. With that being said, now he's very vocal on my 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 feed i noticed it last week what what post did you see because there's a couple of them um i can't remember what you said but i i specifically remember him saying me and him were best friends when we were kids and i was like i thought you didn't remember that that's what i said as soon as i saw the post so there was i, I forget what the post was but uh somebody who is a friend of mine said something jokingly mm-hmm. because they can because that's how we are right and then he kind of like was being possessive of our relationship. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, he remembers now? So I let that go a little bit. And then the other day, I, I'd like, you know, every once in a while, I'll do this on my personal pages. I'll, I get irritated with with my industry and I'll see certain things and, and I'll post something about it. And I guess you could call it vague booking maybe a little bit, but it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I saw a post from uh, another radio station, and I just, I, I, it just drives me nuts when I, the radio stations do this certain shut up and rock kind of thing, and it just drives me insane. So, you know, I said something. Uh, I, I made a radio industry post, more for my radio friends. And, and I think I ended it with, 
you know, pl- please God send radio a savior or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple of radio people that had posted things, you know, radio nerded out. And then he gets into the conversation and he goes, there's only one savior, Jason. <laughs> oh no! Didn't he say that's Jesus Christ Je- or yeah. God or something like that? He put on our there. Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, Jason, there is only like I think you missed the point. <laughs> He's gotta go. I saw that one too. And then one of my radio buddies responds, and I think he's an atheist, mind you, and he responds with you know some snarky comment back to him, and they're going back and forth, and I'm like, how do you handle? It's like two people at your house. That are from two totally different worlds arguing out in the open and everybody hears it and you feel like you're caught in the middle. You know, like, what do you do? Do you block somebody? Do you delete them? So I just, I I literally shook my head, put my hand over my face. I'm sitting there in my office at home and I'm going, (laughs) I just turned off my computer and Uh I walked away. Well, you know what you have to do. You have to stop putting off the conversation that you need to have with this guy. No. You need to call him. No. What do you mean, no? No. Yes, he does. No. You need to vague block him. It's done. This guy meant a lot to Bailey, okay? And I don't mean a little bit. I mean a lot. He can't just block him after all these years of wanting him back, buying him these bracelets, giving him four-wheelers. These are not small gifts, okay? This was a very important person to him. He needs to reach out and talk to him. He could change this man's life. Okay, yeah, I mean, you talked it up a little bit too much. You made me no. sound a little soft, I think. No, no, you know, no. I made you sound just, like the best friend that you were to this guy. Yeah, if you could guy it up just a little bit. You know, well, I'm not a guy. And just leave the bracelets out. Of, I mean, you bought it from things <laughs> remembered. Bracelets are like the only reason you're going to contact this guy. <laughs> no, that's not true. Like, we shared a lot of cool moments. You know, I, mean, I, I had my first, like when I was in seventh grade, I had my first cigarette with him. You know, and y'all went to Bible camp and, and beat people That's a positive up. memory? I, I had my first joint with him in seventh grade. Again. I had my first alcohol with him in seventh grade. Yeah, I know. We were bad. Yes, yeah. you were bad. We got chased by the cops together all the time. So what do you think this is going to be a good? Why? I mean, rehash it. I mean, again, I'm not big on rehashing, but this was one of those things, you know. It's going to be good because look at Jason Bailey. Look how his life has turned out from being some little bad punk kid doing all these bad things. He can show his best friend, like, look, there's light at the end of this bad life tunnel. And I think that's it, to be honest with you. I think something Boom. deep down inside is like, you know what? Maybe I can help. Um, that's what I just I'm said. I'm a helper. I'm mm-hmm. a helper, Nelson. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't go home again. Well, I, I understand you can't. I, I understand the reference. I'm not trying to go home. I'm not trying to live in the past. I, I believe that if you have people from the past that meant something, mm-hmm. that there's a reason for everything and the universe intervenes and God says, hey, look, there's a reason this is happening and you should, I can't tell you what to do, but I'm telling you what to do. Hit that, hit that round of applause button over there, please. Yep. He couldn't have said that any better. He is to help him evolve into his Can now. I get an amen? Amen. Look at that. See, I there knew I'd win her over with Absolutely. that speech. Yeah. You got her. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you want to have a do you want to make a friendly bet then? Okay, what's that? Do you want to set a line on how many actual physical interactions you'll have with him, i.e. phone call or whatever? Do you want to uh, make a bet on when he's going to block him? No, no, no. no. I wouldn't make that bet because I can I can totally I can I can I can fix it. So here's what I'll tell you. If you guys want to make a bet on how the conversation's going to go. I will call him in the next two weeks. It's too busy the next week because my son's here and we have aftershock and stuff, so I, I need to block out an hour of time. Okay. So I will call him. You need to block out a guy in your life is what you need to do, but okay. You know what this is? 
This is baby, baby man being jealous. Yeah, he's jealous. He wants, got another guy. He wants me to find a things remembered and buy him a bracelet. That's what he wants. Oh, I didn't even he think. loves is that jewelry. An option? <laughs> <laughs> I am jealous now. Yeah, I didn't know that that was on the table. Well, now you know. If 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 I bought baby man a bracelet, a BFF bracelet from uh-huh. thi- I don't even know if things remembered still exists. They have a few. They have a few still around. Do they have one at the Galleria? I don't know about the Galleria, but they definitely have a store that engraves there. All right. I love that you bought it from Things Remembered, and he doesn't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I got it at certain things. (laughs) 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 It was... It was, it, was at a, it was at a lower tier mall. <laughs> it was like an offshoot of the store. Oh, yeah. That's why it turned green so fast in the shower. Goodness gracious. And a portion of the proceeds went to the Alzheimer's oh, Association. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> Headlines. Yeah. I'm going to talk about how a local man survived a carjacking and what attacked a woman in the woods. The great place about that is that you go to pay for it and they forgot well, how much to charge. <laughs> I'm not laughing with y'all on this one. Somebody has amnesia right now. <laughs> you ask him to engrave Bill on the back of it and you come back and it says Ted. <laughs> Excellent. Bogus. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. She got one too. Get her in on that. Okay. Uh, what are we doing? Headlines, right? Yep. Well, I've already said it. He We're out of here. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm not wearing my bracelet. Imagine that. <laughs> I need my bracelet to remember. <laughs> third round. Yeah, third round of headlines. We'll get you out of here in a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Once again, thank you to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD-AIR. We're talking best service, best price, and that is guaranteed. Good Guys Heating and Air. Third round of headlines, Nikki D. Imagine being carjacked at home, H5. We had one question wondering if maybe the gun wasn't loaded, and once we heard that from the investigations the next day that there were shots fired at officers, we knew we knew it was, and we knew we were you know, lucky. Someone was watching over us. This story is coming from KCRA and a guy's home, him and his grandmother, he had just gotten security cameras installed around his home. And he looks out and he notices a man in his front yard. What would you do? Go see who this person is. Nobody's supposed to be at your house. So they go out and this man pulls out a gun and tells him that he wants to steal his truck. He doesn't want to steal anything out of his house. He doesn't want money. He just wants this guy's truck. So he goes in the house. Gets his truck keys, comes back out, gives it to the guy, he drives off. Well, this guy turns out to have gone on a crazy criminal spree throughout the city. And he was here in Sacramento. Yeah, well, a little bit outside of Sacramento in our favorite county, Stannis Claus. Stannis Claus. It's always so hard. Santa Claus. The city of Santa Claus. <laughs> Stannis Claus yeah. County. That's where it took place at in gotcha. Modesto. Was, was the guy just released from prison too? It didn't say he was just released from prison. It just said he had just went on a bunch of violent sprees that same, you know, three-hour period. I I saw the video of the guy. I mean, it's pretty scary, and and you can't really fault the the homeowner for it. You know, if you you got cameras around your house ring, you know, you see somebody out. Well, I don't know. If I saw a stranger on my property, would I have something with me if I went out to confront them? Yes, because I've done it before. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but not, 
I mean, if it's just kind of a spur of the moment thing and you might think it's someone else or you're expecting somebody, maybe not. So I I don't really beat up the homeowner for it. But the guy, nice, looks like a nice guy, just walks out, say, hey, man, what's up? What are you doing? He didn't yell at the guy or anything. It didn't look like there was a confrontation. And the dude pulled a gun. And the the way the guy was holding a gun is he knows how to hold a gun. Absolutely. Almost like he was a cop Cop. or something, the way he was holding that gun. Yeah. And then he goes into his house. And then all bets are off when he goes into the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it was him and I think like his grandma. His grandmother, yeah. yeah. His grandma. I don't see, you know, that would have been awesome if grandma pulled out a 12-gauge and put some put some little baby holes in that man. Laid some lead down. It- Get out of here! <laughs> Start blowing the place up, but it didn't. He stole the truck, but the guy did the right thing. You know, nobody got hurt yep. except for the bad guy. He said he just stayed calm and he, you know, warned people, like, stay calm, give them what they want. You can replace things, because you can, because this truck is totally messed up. He went on a high-speed chase with the cops in that truck. Yeah, he's probably thinking the entire time. He's like, you know what? Of course I've got insurance. I really hope you wreck it. Get a new one. You know, this is a 2016, and I don't know if you've <laughs> seen those new 20. 20- 23 GMC Denali uh, Sierras nice. with the little back thing and the thing in the back, and you can tailgate. It's, it's pretty nice. You go ahead and take the truck, buddy. Just let me get <laughs> – I got some stuff in there I got to get out. I got to get my wallet and right. all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that was another thing. Like, I've always wondered if you get carjacked if – because you see a lot of these carjackings, and the people that are being carjacked are kind of chill. Like, nobody freaks out anymore because we're desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. So if there's something in your car, of, outside, of course, of a kid or a baby – you know, do you go, okay, you can have the car, but I, I, I've got to get my key fob that I that I leave here because oh, i, right. I got to be at work in about an hour. The best video I saw, this woman was being carjacked, and when they jumped in the car, she just walks to the passenger side and snatches her purse out, and they drive off. And she's kind of like, ha, dummy, you can have the car. I got my purse. Law, <laughs> law enforcement one time told me, and I don't know if this still stands today, that if somebody tries to carjack you, and, you know, there's a couple different types of carjacking, right? There's one, get out of the car, I'm taking mm-hmm. your car. And then there's another one of, hey, scoot over, you're going with me. Right. You know, if they say don't ever let that happen, risk being shot, drive away. Oh, and not be kidnapped. And not because once you're in that car. It's over with It's you. over, you're done. I've you, always said that. Yeah. I'm going to take my chances. You're going to have to shoot me. You're not going to get in my car and drive away with me in it. No. Never happened. That's why every car should have a little secret thing by the door handle where you can put whatever it is that you want to put there in order to, or like a button that electrocutes the handle or something. That's why I have my um, little taser keychain thing at right in, in my door. So, so when you go to open the door, mm-hmm. you're like, bah, bah. I'm getting you. Get the so bad guy. Yeah. All right. Don't laugh. It could happen to you. You could be a headline story. Nikki D be talking about. He was almost one. Remember that guy got out on him and tried to come up to his truck and do something to him? And he ran the light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baby yeah. man got out. He was yeah, almost well, a statistic. Yeah. Well, he came out with some scissors. But that's all right. I got my good knife in the car now. I would have gotten out if I would have had it on me. Was Nikki D with you? Because that makes no, sense. No. No. Why would it that make sense? Arts and crafts, baby. Oh, Follow my. along. Oh, please. Whatever. Snip, snip. All right. Let's, uh, let's be into the next story. Bears were on a rampage this weekend, H6. The 73-year-old victim was flown to Logan Health in Kalispell. The type of bear that attacked her is not yet known, but the area is closed off as FWP investigates. A woman and her husband were out in Montana hiking, which is very big around this time of year, and a bear just comes out of the brush and attacks her. Luckily, her husband had some bear spray, scared the bear off. They were able to get her to a hospital. But this is only... The first of two stories where bears attacked recently, a grizzly bear attacked a couple 
husband, wife, and a dog, but he killed all of them. Yeah, grizzlies, you're not going to be able to do much about it. <gasps> what, what does it say at the bottom? It tell, it, it, all these bear stories, they always they, they wrap it up with what you should do, and you still don't still believe bear, me. Do big, bear, bear, stuff. get out. Bear, leave big. And that didn't work for that grizzly. Well, grizzly. He tore him up. The, the, well, you didn't do the grizzly story. And the grizzly, and the grizzly stories in the news, they don't put those at the end because they don't work. <laughs> well, they tried to blame the dog for that story, the grizzly story. They said the dog spooked the bear, and that's why it got aggressive. But I think the rule is, like, if you're anywhere near, I mean, that grizzly, and he feels like he's got it, you're done. I think I feel safe with Nikki D around, though. Why? Like, I've just seen, my children are wild animals, and I saw how quickly she controlled them. So I think that the bear would feel bad. <laughs> No, you're safe with Nikki D around because she's not going to do what she's told and she's going to run. And I don't know if you've ever seen her run. But hey, let me. You've never seen a bear chasing me either. I'm going to run a lot. Let me give you an example. Have you ever tried to pour honey after it's been in the refrigerator on something? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It, it, it moves. tears the bread up. It moved, no, it moves about the same speed out of the little container. Uh-huh. That's how fast she runs. You're crazy. So as long as you can run faster than her. That bear's got a good treat, and he's going to be preoccupied enough for you to get out a dodge. Nobody will outrun me if a bear gets behind oh, me. I, I highly, promise you. I highly, Nikki, I love, I love you. you. I love you so much, but I've seen some of your athletic ability. <laughs> you had problems when we were broadcasting my house there, and she couldn't even jump over the mic cord. There wasn't enough room. I was in a very small space. In the woods, a bear chasing me, I'm out. Like, if she were to do the combine for the NFL, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have the things up at the top that you jump. They would just put credit cards on the ground oh, just to see if oh, she could oh, clear oh, an Amex. No. <laughs> He's being ridiculous no. right now. Not the black card, man. The stick. No, You'll want to be with me, Nelson. That's racist if they did that now. No, we oh, wouldn't. Fair. All right. I uh, was talking about last night, my first FBI classes, Buck Wagon cover a little bit. Had a great time, all that stuff. This story I'm about to tell you upsets me as a uh, – Honorary, honorary member of the Bureau, because this man is suing my organization, and I don't like it one bit. <laughs> you better be careful. Right. Well, here, this, Unofficially this next, organization. Th- this next segment is not coming from Jason Bailey. It will be coming from Buck Wagon Cover. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, my God. All right. Give us a minute. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. Your phone number, 916 909 0985, you want to get in the final hour of the program. Also, any, a lot of a lot of stuff on the text machine. Same number. I yeah. wish, you know, I appreciate the text. I'm going to stop giving it out. <laughs> Rather you call and talk to me. Keep me company. I mean, these guys are great and stuff to talk to every <laughs> once in a while. But you, know, you got some good stuff, like with the kickballs and the school. And mm-hmm. I don't know where you're at. Your phone doesn't work. Your prepaid minutes, you don't want to use them. They might be at work. The hell, it's, I, that's even the best stuff. You know, you call me like, <laughs> uh so you know what like I, I i just have a different i just have a different view on this now and i see stories like this guy this eric ulis who's suing the fbi i mean the bureau is now my people last night was my first first night of uh fbi training school for citizens or whatever it's called but buck wagon cover is now in like i, I got a brotherhood now <laughs> you know and when I see stories, I take offense to this. I take this personally. Of course you do. Um, and I wish this uh, Eric Ulis in Portland, Oregon, would have come to me first. I mean, he's not that far off. So he's he's suing the FBI. I want to tell you why. Uh, because 
he has been infatuated with the D.B. Cooper story from 1971. Are you familiar with that, Nikki? I am now. I had never heard of this story before. It's one of, for those that don't know, it's one of the greatest, as real as you can get, mysteries in the world, mm-hmm. or definitely in this country. It's like a movie. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's not like a Bigfoot. It's not like, uh, you know, one of those, it's not like ghosts or aliens or something like this. This this guy actually existed. So in, in November of 1971, uh, he was. they didn't know who he was at first. I don't even know if D.B. Cooper is his real name, right? They, they're not sure if it's no, if right. this is his real name. It's the name that he used to get on the flight. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he had about $200,000 in cash. He gets on this this flight. Uh, the plane landed in Seattle. He swapped three dozen passengers for the cash and the parachutes. Then he ordered the pilot to fly to a new destination, which was Mexico City. Soon after the takeoff, uh, with the money strapped to his waist, he parachuted out of the plane into the night, mm-hmm. and he just vanished. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been seen or heard from since. And there's all these different documentaries and these internet sleuths that are trying to find him. I, I saw one not that long ago. It was really good, where they think this one guy is D.B. Cooper, and they approached him, and he was very defensive. And he's just like some old dude that lives like in, in a beach community, and he right. goes out on his boat, and you're like, this guy's convinced that. Can you imagine going through life where people are convinced you're somebody of that type of name? Right, that you're not mm-hmm. at that. So you got to be over your shoulder, like, get away from me, leave me alone. And then what if they convince, like, the authorities you're this person and you go to jail or something? Right, exactly. Oh. You're like, like, dude, I'm just trying to get on my boat. Right, am I my business? I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, so I had $200,000 deposited into my bank account in 1971. Big deal. Right. So decades later, um, without really any solid new leads, the uh, the FBI, the Bureau, my people, uh, we we officially closed the case in 2016. They, they. But this guy's still searching for all these clues. And the guy's like in his 50s now, and that's all he does is he is just infatuated. He's addicted to this case. And Isn't just, it because he was there or something when it happened? Like he was four at the time? or He was five at the time, and I don't know if he was there. I, I just, thought he was uh, on the plane or something. No, one I, of the planes I didn't that read that he was on the plane. Oh, okay. Maybe so. If that's the case, I, you know, I can understand it. But this, there's a lot of people like this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's, it's a cool case. It really is. And you, know, you think about it, like maybe if you can solve a, a you know, something like that. And now the authorities welcome that stuff before they didn't want you involved. But now, I mean, this is what I learned last night in my FBI classes. You know, half the battle is the relationship with not only law enforcement, but we at the Bureau, you know, going out and talking to people. He uses that term loosely. Yes, We go out and talk to people and giving us clip uh, clues and, and tips. Because these people that sit around now and try to solve these crimes, they are really good, believe it or not. And they use the Internet to its full extent. And I can tell you, you know, we at the Bureau are short-staffed. Hey, we always hey. will be, and it's out of our control. <laughs> and so we want the relationship with hey. the, the public. Hey, for sure. You you gotta you can't say we this many times. Gina is going to be emailing me in a second. Yeah. Is Just a- every once every hour. But I went to class. Yeah, you went to class for something else. No, I, it was. You're not a we. Yeah, a civilian a outreach they, class. Still a they. Mm. Okay. Well, let's, you, let's be clear with that. Can you talk to her first and see if that's okay? She, she's already know. She's emailing me as we speak. I already know. All right. Yeah, I feel the email coming. Well, she says that I'm going to listen to her. Okay. But I feel like 
I did my time. <laughs> you have not done anything yet. <laughs> I broke bread. You've only been there three hours and you were late. You got to stay low key right now. I broke bread and dressed <laughs> business <laughs> casual. You didn't break bread. You oh, only drank some water. No, I eventually had a piece of pizza. They, <laughs> I did. They had pizza. It was very nice. It was a, it was the alumni association, which I'm going to join. I, I have the opportunity to join. I do. I really. That's a true story. It's a nice I lady with a you. very oh, neat God. accent. She asked okay. me to join. Anyway, now that this guy's in his 50s, He's just, that's all he does. He thinks about D.B. Cooper. So um, because the we the, the FBI closed the case, oh, there we go. he's upset. And so he's suing them, and, and, and particularly because he's pursuing a specific lead, which is related to D.B. Cooper's clip-on necktie, which was left behind on the plane. And this guy believes that it could possibly help amateur sleuths like this Eric Ellis guy uh, to figure out who Cooper was. Yeah, this guy was on the flight when he was. Oh, he five. was. Okay, mm-hmm. missed that. Good. Okay, that's great. So I don't know how would the how would the necktie how would you figure out who like what does that have anything to do with it? I mean, I know it, it's cool to know what it is and all that stuff, but like you can't grab a necktie and go, oh, pff, that's Tim from Portland, of course. Yeah. Well, right. maybe with the advanced DNA we have now, he thinks that he can pull something off of it. Yeah, I wonder how long you can oh. get DNA from a like a dead skin cell though. Well, you know, now they have all this technology. That's how they um, solved the 911, now on Lord, the 911 um, people that they were able to identify, identify with this new DNA stuff. So that's probably why he wants it. Yeah, from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's all that. We evolve every couple of years, you know. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe but I'm sure we, the Bureau went through and, 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 and ran this stuff. I mean, I, I know my coworkers, didn't. and I know they're very good at what they do. But 2016, if they close the case and we just got this new DNA this year, last year, then no, they they haven't rerun it. They closed it. Do you think that even though Nikki didn't know, Nelson, you're more into this. I'm totally into this stuff, like these unsolved. But not like the guy guy sees Bigfoot. No. I'm I'm talking about like. um, Like what happened to Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart's a great example. You know what they think, right? She was on an island. But they think. She was like cannibalized. Not cannibalized. That crabs ate her. Yeah, well, crabs. Yeah, she's just eating. She was just eating. You would have to be a human to count. Yeah, I thought she was. I, I messed up that story. It's fine. But she was eating. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was eating my crabs. Yeah. yeah, they say there's just an aggressive breed of crabs that that a dead body would not last a day if she had Ooh. died on, on impact the way they think that she did. Probably king crabs. Well, it just goes to show you if you're gonna have sex, have safe sex because mm-hmm. no one wants to die of having crabs. Yeah, wrap it up every yeah. time. Or you're or you're talking about the shellfish. We're talking about the shellfish. (laughs) Area 51, everybody wants to know about Area 51. Mm -hmm. I definitely do. I I want to get in there. I want to walk around. I want to see what's going on. You know it's nothing. It's something. You know what I mean? Like uh, To me, uh, this is my theory on it. It is nothing. Not that it doesn't exist in some way, shape, or form, but it's not in Nevada. It's not in Area 51. The bunker is somewhere else on the planet. You know what I mean? Alaska, where where have you, Antarctica. But they just keep it there because the public thinks it's there, and it's like a magician. Look over here because you don't see what this hand is doing. I can't get in on this conversation. Oh, Jesus. We interviewed the lady from know, down there. She I gave us much. grave details about it, mm-hmm. and I believe it. It's I, there. I know too much. I can't talk about this. Oh, that's why you can't talk about it. Yeah. Okay, top secret, classified. Last gotcha. night was Area 51 class. No, oh, it wasn't. <laughs> Oh, was it? Not yeah. at all. I'm sure the government's smart enough to like say, okay, let's move everything to Area 52. Yeah. Right. You guys go to Area 51 right. and think what you want. But behind the mountain in the back, uh-huh. that's Area 52. Right. And remember I told you first, right, right here on this show. That's right. Uh, inadvertently, you told us. <laughs> yeah. 
some of these other strange unsolved mysteries outside of the D.B. Cooper stuff, I'm not all familiar with the ghost ship. The Mary yeah, Celeste? Yeah, the ghost ship is wild. They made a movie about that. Is, right? that, is that what the movie's mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of the best opening scenes to any movie where the wire comes yes. and decapitates everyone. Yep. Except for the little girl. Right, because she's too short. She's too short, yeah. Yeah, it's not, I mean, that's not the, the Mary Celeste was an older style ship, but it's based on that, yes. Yeah. Really? I there's, didn't know that was based on a true story. Yeah, there's one lifeboat that's missing on this ship, and there's no damage anywhere else. And the best anyone can come up with is there was a fire, but it was an alcohol fire, and it burned so fast it didn't leave any burn marks. Dang. That's their leading theory. That's deep. Well, uh, the story is December 4th, 1872, a British-American ship called the Mary Celeste was found empty and adrift in the Atlantic. It was found found to be seaworthy and with its cargo fully intact, Except for a lifeboat, like Nelson said, which appeared to have been boarded in an orderly fashion. But why? Mm-hmm. But why? Uh, we may. And how ne- would you get the whole crew on one lifeboat? Right. Or you just get a certain amount of the crew on the lifeboats. Mm-hmm. But what happened to everybody else? They didn't need. All they needed was one thing. There was something on there that no one else knew. Ooh. You know. But this is 1872. Right. Who knows? And did they have a log? I mean, stuff like that, you know. There's people that certainly, like Oak Island people. Like, I, I still am watching Oak Island. <laughs> right. I want to know what the Laginas are going to find. I am I'm, I'm so in on Oak Island. You're that invested. I, I am invested in Oak Island that I can't give up. And I've had a conversation with the Laginas. I've had them on numerous times. <laughs> and these guys are awesome. Nikki, you've been there. I know. I, you had a segment every week about Oak Island. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's right. We I've did. did we through not? it. Drove people insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like one of those radio shows that probably like our fantasy football segment, <laughs> right? Where you're just talking to a certain part of the audience and the rest and of them. Nobody else cares. Absolutely hate you for it. And they're so excited. The Laginas. My, my old partner, Steve, and I were so excited because we loved Oak Island. And every once in a while, we'd have the Lagina brothers on or, or a member of the show on. They uh, talk for an entire segment about what these people didn't find. <laughs> it was yeah, all, but it was I think crazy. that's fascinating. Even if you don't care one iota <laughs> about what they're looking for. Oh, it's like, that had are to you be guys ever going to find something? You guys talk every week about what they don't find. See that's, Why? But see, that's that's where the, the neophyte misses it. Right. Right. She doesn't understand that they are finding treasure. Even if you find wood from the 1800s uh-huh. or you find anything from the 1500s, like whatever, if it's old and you found it and it has to go with the lore of the story, yep, that's treasure. Here goes the boom, boom, boom. What did they find? A piece of wood. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. are you kidding me? After the break. <laughs> wood? Wood from the 1800s? This wood, and then it goes into the produce, you know, this wood was used on many ships that traveled between. <laughs> who cares? Oh, I do. I do too, actually. That's all I used to be thinking. Who cares that a, you found wood? A nail? A metal nail? These metal nails are used to man-made shovel? <laughs> what is it? A coin? Oh my well, gosh. I mean, a coin's pretty damn cool. <laughs> Find something of value. Push That's da- all I wanted. Push down dirt? What? Push down dirt? <laughs> what they believe is that the, the was it the Templar? Yes. Yeah. The was Knights Templar. Knights Templar. The Knights Templar pushed the dirt down in order to get to the caves <laughs> in order to take the money into, into the money pit. Mm-hmm. Will the Laginas be able to find it? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Never. Uh, they, they, they're they still fun. as a girl we worked with was like, you guys are idiots. If they find something, you're going to know about it in the news before you know about it on the television <laughs> show because this was all pre-recorded like a year ago. Yep. <laughs> nope. They still watch Don't it. Don't go ruin the majesty. They watch it every week. Not live? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang up. Getting ready for uh, a long next four days, like many of you that are going to Aftershock. Looking forward to seeing you out there. I have no idea what the setup will be. I have no idea about the layout. This will be my first Aftershock, so I know I'm looking forward to seeing many of bands. Mm -hmm. My son uh, came into town last night, yesterday afternoon, I should say, from Orlando just for Aftershock. And uh, all day yesterday, as soon as he got home, just sitting there just playing different videos on the TV. He's like, I can't wait to see Bad Omens. I can't wait to see this I like band. Bad Omens. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a ton of bands. I mean, uh, you know, it's not always the headliner that you get excited for, you know, and it's always good to be like surrounded by people that might know music, uh, certain bands that you don't know. Mm-hmm. They'll give you the rundown. They'll give you the rundown. Trust he, me, I know. He's all, <laughs> yeah, you especially. <laughs> But he's always been great like that, you know, even being in the business, you, you can't know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's turned me on to some bands that I had not, I was not familiar with before. So, uh, and vice versa, you know, especially when he was younger. And, you know, he's one of those kids that can just hear music and play. Like the, the, he taught himself the guitar. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's cool. So he can just hear it, learn it, pick it up and go. So he's like totally stoked for the next four days, ready to rock and roll, getting his stuff together and and I was like, he's asking me questions. Like, I have no idea. This is my first go at it to all of our first go at it. Yeah, I'm waiting to see Thursday how everything goes, and then I'll know what I have to do on Friday. So, like, far as, like, my, my clothes, my shoes, I don't know. I'm just going to go out there Thursday, see what happens, and then I'll be prepared for the rest of the day. It's very exciting. I, I can tell you. You're going to want comfortable shoes. Probably. Not uh, fancy shoes. I know Nelson's ready for Incubus. Yes. Uh, I think I'd be Thursday, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to stay for some of them. Luckily, they're not the big headliner that night. So, like, Event Sevenfold is, like, the main act. So, Incubus will be on early enough that... Which, by the way, they're great live. Oh, Avenged? Yeah, Event oh, Sevenfold. Oh, so good. And STP took the, the place of Pantera. I know. That one hurts. I really wanted to see Pantera. Uh, and you have AFI and Pennywise. Pennywise uh, are so good, too. Right. So, uh... L7, which is a good band. Like, all these different bands. And then you get into the weekend with Godsmack, Tool, and Biscuit. I mean, that's just sick right there. I've never seen Limp Biscuit live. Me, Me neither. So I'm excited for Friday. Wait. I'm it, super excited for Friday. And, it, and it, you know what's funny? I, I, like, if we were to take a poll, like, Limp Biscuit unfortunately got this bad rap. Yeah, they did. Like, if you liked Limp Biscuit and that new metal rap rock stuff, you know, that, that, that compartmentalized early 2000s, those few years mm-hmm. that where you would put Biscuit, you would put Corn, you would put Papa Roach, you'd put P.O.D., yep. and then you'd throw Linkin Park in. But the thing with Linkin Park is Linkin Park kind of pulled off. Yeah, they escaped. Because Chester's voice is so good, uh-huh. right? And then Papa Roach kind of pulled off because... Somebody got in their ear and said, look, Last Resort was a hit. It's great. But the way music is going, if you want to be played on the radio, you're going to have to. And I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just saying sure. just from listening, you know, getting away with murder. It's a very hooky album. Yeah. You've got to say, OK, 
we need you to we need you to do some crossover because that was the crossover days mm-hmm. of those bands that were really big for the rock radio and the new rock alternative, you know. But they that that that, that has a shelf life and everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. So you got to go to top forty. That's where the money's at, mm-hmm. right? So you had scars and those types of songs that crossed over. Same with stained crossover, yep. you know, during that time. Uh, so they got away with it, never got the bad rap. Mm-hmm. P.O.D., I don't know what happened to P.O.D. because they were such a great band. Sonny's such a good dude. Right. But Biscuit was the one that kind of just got blamed for everything. I know, which is a And then Corn and Jonathan Davis didn't give a damn what you had to say. No. And they were, because late 90s, if you've ever watched Woodstock 99 of the documentary on Netflix, it, they, they you know, I guess I never thought about it, but bands like Biscuit and Corn took the place of all the metalheads from the 80s looking for something harder. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so you had, of course, your always fallback would be Metallica and, you know, if you really wanted to go Slayer and Megadeth and, and those types of bands. Mm-hmm. But they brought a new version of what hard rock angry music was. Well, right, because you're angry at new things. Like thrash metal really, to me, kind of summed up the rage of Generation X. Whereas, like, when you got into that late 90s stuff, it was like, why is the world doing this to us? And what, like, like guys were starting to feel more, so we were trying to get a little more in touch with our emotion and things like that. So it was like, it was like (laughs) a a whole different breed of angry. Like, that first Limp Bizkit album is so, there's so much rage. But you can understand what they're saying, too. Yeah. Because it was hooky. Yeah, you think he'll play counterfeit? Like break stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and MTV obviously helped the call. Oh, that's album too, dude. Huh? You got to go back to $3 bill, y'all. I'm talking about OG Biscuit. And Biscuit and Corn and Linkin Park and Papa Roach. And everybody and- had that that corn shirt with the 40-ounce bottle. And- well, why'd you say like Limp Biscuit was like Tupac or something? Like, you got to go back, dog. OG. You got to go back because everybody well, goes to Significant Other and nobody <laughs> gives $3 bill any. Uh, yeah. $3 bill gets short shrift, but that's what put him on the map because that's the one that's got faith on it. See, this is this is what happens when you know he's like feels silly. Uh-huh. He talks fast. And he talks loud, and he runs out of breath. No, okay. I didn't even run out of breath on that one. See, and then he just continu- he just continues to argue with you. <laughs> you and I, Nikki D, both know mm-hmm. when he starts to go, mm-hmm. he he becomes Black Nelson. He does. He yeah. turned into Black Nelson real quick. Though. Right, and he's talking about Limp Biscuit, which there's no one black in the band. Yeah, you know, but he feels like he's he needs like, Yo, dog, to bring that OG. Right, he needs <laughs> he he feels like he needs to bring out his inner hood. Right? <laughs> it's rap metal. Hey, Thank look, you. Look at him. Yeah, yo dog, yo dog, yo. It's a three dollar bill, y'all. I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry. That's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. That's literally the name of the album. (laughs) Y'all is in it. Dollar bill, (laughs) y'all. But you don't say. You you can you can say like Nelson. I say I did say it like Nelson. No, No, you. Thank you. And you know what? I can I can say these things because Nikki's black. You have a black Santa, (laughs) and and I have a black Santa. Black Santa. Yeah. I'm so sick of you with that. Yeah. That have, Santa better not be black when it gets to I have house. a black soul. Why can't why can I not have a black Santa? I ordered a black Santa from Home oh Depot. Why why cannot I, I want to know why I can't have one. You why why would you get a black Santa? Did you have black dolls when you were growing up? Uh, Do you identify with being black? Yeah. Well, I had a black dog. Yeah. No, I said doll. Oh, dolls. All yeah, my dolls no. was black. Well, I yeah, I mean, I didn't play with dolls personally, but I mean, truth be told, Roadblock, uh, Roadblock was black. He yep. was a GI Joe figure. Yes. Um, we never really knew what Snake Eyes was. He wore a black outfit. Mm-hmm. 
Technically, Darth Vader's voice was black because it was James Earl Jones. Right, but it was a white guy. Though. I had Lando Calrissian. He was black. Yes. Technically, Jazz, the Transformer, was For black. Sure so black. when you grew up, I grew did up you with... think Santa was black? Uh, I, I, did, I, I don't celebrate color. No, oh, please. You know, I mean, Christmas is, although it is, I mean, a white Christmas. <laughs> Could just be snow. He could just have snow all over his skin. You know, I I open sled. I had many many of. Uh, There's no reason for you to have a black Santa. So it, I don't understand why I can't have a black Santa. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Well, you're making to do. me feel bad that but I purchased you, this. If you purchase the black Santa, I am going to come knock it down. But Tell why? I don't. That, wow. that, that's very angry and very not um, ah, race bad. relation. That's what I'm going to do. Why would you do something like because that? Because you don't need a black Santa. There's no reason for you to have a black Santa. You why? can't even tell me why you want a black Santa. I do. You did not identify with Santa being black when you grew up. I, uh, uh, but, and you don't now. But, why do you have to gatekeep blackness, though? Why do I have to gatekeep it? It's not gatekeep. I, it's what I am. You are literally standing at the gate and telling him he is not allowed to have it. You are gate. It's the classic definition of gatekeeping. No. This is the problem with my people. We're oppressed. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's the craziest thing you could ever say. Well, if I, you're telling me I can't have something. I just purchased it. Okay, now, I'm waiting to see. If I take it back, how is that going to make me look? Um, like you have some sense? No, they're no. going to look at me like I'm a bad human being. No, yes. Oh, really? You're taking black Santa like back? You ordered the wrong one. Then yeah, it's still going to look bad. Yeah, no, please let me have my black Santa. Have it. I'm gonna. I can't wait to see it. Well, I'm I not going to let you come over it. if you're not. If you're going <laughs> to hit him and knock him down. And he sings songs and he talks. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what up, Santa? No, nah, he does not too, that's talk too like much. that. That's too much. That was what Nelson said. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fair. What you just said. That was Black Nelson. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would never do that. I was just telling you what Nelson said. He said. I actually wrote it in the note to him. Yeah, he said. Here, oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, Jason. Yo, what up? It's Black Nelson. <laughs> Dog. Word. I'm sitting next to you in the room. What? Yo. In the room. I'm in the room with him. That black Santa's dope, y'all. You know what he says. Merry Christmas, yo. Tell Nikki. Stop clowning on you. <laughs> she Tell Black Nelson to get some up-to-date slang. P.S. She keeps this shiznit up. I want to roll up and point a gat at her. What? I don't know. This is what Nelson wrote. Okay, throw his letter in the trash. Love Black Nelson <laughs> from the show. <laughs> throw his letter in the trash. Okay. I agree <laughs> with you. you. I agree. You agree? Okay. That is uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> Too far, Nelson. Too, Too far. far. Too far. My bad. See? There he goes. There you go. Give yourself a round of applause for that. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh, but some of them some of them go and some of them don't go. Yeah. Oh. I know. I know. I was worried I was going to get in trouble for that If one. I would have gotten an Hispanic Santa Claus, you would have been okay with it. No. Get Which I think Santa. is very offensive they don't offer. Yeah. You know what? That is messed up. They should meet you in the middle. They should have a white, a tan, meet you and a black. in the mm-hmm. middle. <laughs> They probably do. You just don't know it. Santo Cruz. <laughs> I just laugh at that. Oh. Oh, you just don't want to see it. Headlines? 
I'm ready. All right, I'm going to tell you who wished death on their own father oh, no. and why a man is missing a kidney. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Fourth and final round of. Don't, headlines. Don't headlines. just headlines. say headlines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Say okay. All right, relax, guys. We'll get you all that here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys. Heating and air. 530-GOOD-AIR. Nikki D. Kidnapping is definitely grounds for being disowned. H7. Yeah, I just told you that I was here. So you're saying you want nothing to do with him? No, he's like, no, no, no. He's disgusting. He's gross. He's, he's, he should die. I can care less. That's, that's about how I think. All right? Gotcha. And that is audio from the guy who's been all over the news for kidnapping that little nine-year-old girl, Charlotte Cena. That was his actual son. They were outside his home. Him and his sister were there, and they were trying to get him to come talk about, you know, what his dad's done, how they feel about it. And he basically said that. Buried him. Right. He's like, he should die. He's disgusting. He doesn't care anything about him. He wants nothing to do with him. You know, we've asked that question a couple different times with stories like how how long do you stick around? Mm-hmm. You know, like with the Danny Masterson stuff, the guy from that '70s show, and his wife ditched him in two weeks after he was convicted, and but she stayed during everything else. But she stayed during any everything else, and uh, I mean, and, and rightfully so. I mean, there's just no. This, this is disgusting. You know, this kid's buried him. Not only did they say they don't want anything to do with him, they said he should be dead. He should die. I mean, you can't stick with a man if he kidnaps a child and they find her in the kitchen cabinet, cabinet. in your home. There's nothing that you can do to excuse that, to stand by this person. They are disgusting. So I agree with that. You would be disowned if you were my father and you did that. How did they find her again? He sent a ransom note to her parents and his DNA was on it. He's He wasn't even a good uh, a criminal. Yeah. No, he sucked. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I know there's other stuff that happened that, of course, they're not disclosing for the privacy of this child, like what all he probably did to her. But yeah, he sent a ransom note and his DNA was on it. And it, it took them right to his front door. Such a cute little girl. Like, you feel so bad. I mean, we sit on the outside and we see these stories and we focus on the bad guy and, you know, bad guys caught, good guys win. And this girl's you know, you think this girl's just going to go back to living her no, life, but she's what nine? She's she, nine. She's nine old. years old. You know, that girl has got so many years of therapy, yep, and not trusting anybody possibly for the rest of her life mm-hmm. because of this selfish guy doing what he did. I mean, it's just horrible. Out you know? loving life, camping with your family, riding your bike, and somebody snatches you. Yeah. I'll give you two things though that you can look at as positives in this. Okay, one, mm-hmm. she's alive. Yeah. Okay, and two. You need to listen to the uncensored podcast today. You listening to this because there is a woman who arguably, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bounced. You want to talk about bounced back. So what Nelson's talking about, we, we have a, a podcast outside the radio show for those that don't know. That's on the Odyssey app and the Bailey show dot com as well. And our, I was on our YouTube channel at the Bailey show um, The we have a guest for this episode. Well, that and my problem with a certain band, but. <laughs> We have a we have a guest her name is Kathy Kleiner and she not only survived Ted Bundy, you know she was at the Kyle Omega House back in seventy whatever, mm-hmm. but she survived Ted Bundy, but she survived other things in life. Yeah, so it's a really really good episode with Kathy on. So that's that's what Nelson's talking about. All right, mm-hmm. Second story: What happens when you put a doctor, a mechanic, and six other people in a room? They change cylinder heads. H eight. 
Pakistan outlawed organ trafficking in 2010. Before then, it was believed to be the third most popular destination for transplant tourists. Have you ever That's stretched really too much? Like where you pulled something? <laughs> that was funny. Just, just letting you know, Nikki pulled something. Oh my God. Well, whatever. There's a, a doctor and a mechanic and six other people who have been arrested. And what they were doing was illegally removing patients' kidneys. This is in Pakistan, people. In Pakistan, yeah. some without their knowledge. Now, Pakistan is the leading uh, place in the world for people doing things like this with harvesting organs. And what they were doing was, of course, giving them to wealthy people that needed the transplants. This guy goes in, and what they would do is, like, lure them in by telling them that they needed some type of uh, procedure done and then take them to, like, their house to do it. And this guy was kind of dumb enough to fall for it. And then he went to a real doctor, and that's how he found out he was missing a kidney. Is that a fact that Pakistan is the, like, the leading place for this, yes. That's really? what the audio said in my clip, but you weren't listening to it because you were too busy trying to roast me for my good joke. You you know what? You couldn't be more right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you always think it's like somewhere in South America. Yeah. Because of those movies. Yeah, because that's where all the movies are are, are based in. Pakistan. They'll, they'll take your liver and they'll take all that stuff. You never think these stories are real, though. They're like, aren't they They're like woke up in a, a bathtub full of ice type of deal? I yeah. watched this documentary with this woman willingly because some people willingly do this in Pakistan she gave up her kidney because she needed money for medicine for her father oh, I could see that so she was in the video walking around showing like the effects of her giving up the kidneys showing her scars she can hardly do things now like wash dishes because she's so ill I'd give up a body part if I got yeah. a good enough return oh for sure you know it's that whole like would you give up an arm for a million dollars you can give up like three quarters of your liver man it grows back See, kidneys is always Those the one really thing I think about because you can give away one of your kidneys. But in my mind, I'm like, just my look. I'll give away my kidney, and then I really need it back because my other one goes bad, oh. and then I'm doomed. What What if uh, one of us needed a kidney, your kidney? Would you give it to us? Probably not. No. Well, that's not very nice. I just told you it, this is what my mind thinks about. So my. But what if we're going to die unless we have a kidney Ooh. and you have the right kidney? Exact match. But in my mind, I'm going to give you my kidney and then I'm going to die because my other one's going to go bad. But you are a God-fearing woman. That's what you do. You give up your life for another. No, I am a God-fearing woman. So what I'm going to do is pray for you that you can make it without my oh, kidney. Oh, that's such a comp out. Yeah. Wow. No, it's not. Well, keep that. You know, mark that. <laughs> <laughs> She's not... Willing to give up her kidney for us, Nelson. Mm -hmm. And you know what that is? That's karma. So right around the corner, she's going to go to the doctor and say, you got issues with something. No. And she's, they're going to want us to give you no, blood or you something. You follow what you're talking about right now. No, thank you. I'm not giving you anything. No, thank you. Nelson's not. You're not either. Nope. Yes, he is. I'm in his heart. He's going to give it to me. She's in my heart. Because she pays for it. <laughs> she, well, she's not in it. She's I'm bought it. it. She's deep. She's rented it. She's <laughs> least, least to own. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. 916-909-0985. Uh, we'll try to rattle off some of these on the text machine. Same numbers. A lot of them. So we'll just pick out some, some good ones. Yeah. And we'll read those off. Then we'll get out for Wednesday here in a minute. Hey. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson about out the door, but we had a lot on the text machine. A lot, lot of good. Yeah. Some bad. Mm. 
Got a little hater. Many faces. Uh, here is some info regarding the kickball fight. Apparently, somebody that knows the owner said the guy was recording. A lady knocked the phone out of his hand. The phone flew, hit another guy in the neck, and that is what started the brawl. He was recording her or the, the kickball game? He was recording the game. So, like, say I'm holding my phone recording, and accidentally my phone flies out of my hand, and it hits a guy down, I guess, in the stadium. Gotcha. So I guess that's what sparked it all. So that whole thing was an accident. According I mean, starting this, started by an right, accident. Right, according to this message. The oh only reason God. why I'm not sure about that is because in the video, they were out on the field. So how did they go from being in the stands to fighting on the field? Take it to the infield, boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were on the other side of the gate. God, if that's true, you dudes that fought at that, that kickball game, you're idiots. Silly. Like, that's, I mean, that... I mean, you really are an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's the dumbest thing. You know, it's it's like the the beer spill in the bar. You know, you don't think that if you're in a crowded bar, you know, ass to ass, ass to elbows, somebody mm-hmm. might bump into you. Somebody might something. bump into you, mm-hmm. and you're not experienced enough to know how to hold your beer if that's the case, mm-hmm. and it spills, and you want to fight everyone in the bar because. You, you know, like that. That's the that's the same mentality. Absolutely. Well, if you're the guy, if that really happened, I drop my phone all the time. <laughs> yeah, if that really happened, you know, both of you guys are idiots. I mean, that's just that's that's horrible. That's just stupid. Uh, before I became a teacher, I worked retail. We were given one uniform shirt, and if we wanted more than one shirt for my five day shift, we had to buy them at thirty dollars a piece. Wow. I do I do remember having to do that. Yeah, yeah, she's right about that. But that, but that's different. Was she like working a restaurant or something? Yeah, yeah, retail. Yeah, oh, retail. Okay, so yeah. that that's a little bit different. And, and and companies do that because they know when you quit or get fired, you're not going to return them like mm-hmm. you should. So, oh yeah, that's what she said. And I had to give them back when <laughs> when right. I left. Did she get her money back when she got when she left? No, she said she had to give them back and she paid for them. I wasn't oh, giving nope. them back. Oh, that's Those silly. Are my no, shirts. No, 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 you shouldn't do that. Those are my shirts. If I don't pay for them. But the story I was saying with Talon earlier is my daughter, who is a, a freshman at Sierra Community College. One of her classes, the professor, you know, she got midterms, and he's like, "Yeah, well, here's you know, one's going to be the midterm, and it's going to be tomorrow. I think it is actually today." And he was like, you got to go buy, a, you got to bring a Scantron with you. You know, those little bubble mm-hmm. things that we all remember from back in the day for the SATs and stuff like that. And I said, w- you, you, and they weren't cheap, like five for 30 or something. You have to buy your own paper to take a test that this guy's giving you. Mm-hmm. And I always thought those papers back in the day were like so sacred and they had to be under lock and key. Right. Like you couldn't right. just go buy them yourself. They made it seem like those papers were a big deal. It, it was like, one, yeah, it's like one of those things where you're like, wow, wonder where they bought these. Right. <laughs> you had to have a number two pencil, nothing else, or it doesn't work. Yeah. I thought that was just kind of silly buying your own paper. I mean, I can say in printer paper, you know, having loose leaf paper. Not Scantron. But not not the... Mm -mm. Well, my book is digital. Why isn't the test? So the the equivalent would be they have a test on a piece of paper, and before you can get it, you have to buy the test in order to take it in the class. When you're paying a tuition. Mm -hmm. Right. That's absurd. Absolutely. I need answers here at Community College. I need answers. All right, let's get out the door. Mickey's up next. Enjoy. Nikki D. No cylinders for me. No cylinders. She's still on cylinders. Thing. She on the cylinders. It was funny. All right. It was the funniest thing I heard today. All right. I'm glad you were a part of it. It cracked me up. Yeah. Be on the lookout for them $3 bills, y'all. Oh, my gosh. There we go. <laughs> Gia Dope. <laughs> Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. We'll do better tomorrow. Keep it if, we're in, if we're invited.
<laughs> See you at six. Bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.